some action-packed weekends for Nick and I. Nick was actually down in Dallas, so he gives an awesome recap of that. Then we dive into the recap of the actual games themselves. We preview this upcoming weekend of games, talk through some PLL hypotheticals, and then we wrap this all up with an awesome interview with Mike Earhart. Hope you guys enjoy. Welcome to another phenomenal episode of the post game. Our guest is Mike Earhart, great guy, great guest. Um, he opens up and says just how tight knit this Maryland team was with 21 Cup. Uh, we talk PLL, we talk all kinds of stuff, but before any of that, my goodness, Evan, I'm getting old, man. I've uh, I've had three white claws so far. What if I what if I have a little bit of a hangover tomorrow? Well, here's what's going to happen if I have a little bit of a hangover tomorrow. I'm going to open a nice, cold, refreshing can of hangobi. I got three in the fridge. It is everything that you need. What you like about coffee, what you like about a nice, cold, refreshing drink in the morning, anything that you need. It just makes you a better version of yourself. It improves your mood. It boosts you by 5%, no matter what you're feeling. Hungover and need to feel better? Hang Obi. Feeling great and need to take it over the top? Hang Obi. Evan, can you tell the people about any of the ingredients? Yes, Nick. There's actually six ingredients, one special ingredient and five core ingredients. Um, and like you said, it turns into the best version of you and they have a flavor that can accomplish that. Whether you're a little bit more tired, you can drink the wake, you can drink the essential to get you feeling a little bit more healthy, maybe maybe beat that hangover a little bit. Um, I haven't had the essential yet. I think that's going to be my next order. But uh, yeah, it's delicious. I think it's a great substitute if you're craving, you know, those bubbles and the um, like uh, carbonation. Don't want to drink a soda and feel like shit. You have yourself a hangover. Um, and you feel like a million bucks. I have one honestly before every podcast and then I'm like buzzing during the podcast. I, it honestly makes me the best version of myself before recording the post game. So there you go. I saw you Buy sipping it. it right before yeah. we started the interview. You crushed it. I, it was fantastic. I had one. Yeah. Buy it at hangobi.com. Use promo code postgame30. Oh, wait a minute. Hold on. Let me pull up my fucking DMs because some jackass was DMing me this weekend. Um, do, 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 do. Oh my God. I get so many DMs. This isn't good. Charles Braff. What a loser. Right. Is he a loser? Loser. Um, so he's DM me a couple of times about the post, about the podcast, being all supportive. Seems like a good guy. So I see he DMs me again. He goes, yo, post game 30 promo code for hang Obi doesn't work while I'm working 930 AM on a Thursday. Oh. He has the audacity to DM me this. I go, I look into it. Works for me. Should work. I text comrade. I'm like, hey, people are saying this doesn't work. He goes, it works. Trust me. Sends me a photo of it not working. And he goes, I'll ruin you on Twitter if you don't fix this. Oh, I look at his order. Ruin us on Twitter. He was signing up for the fucking subscription. It's only on your first order. So this is a PSA. Don't be an idiot like Charles. Make sure that you're not signing up for the subscription and then have a whole you know, episode about, about the code not working. The code works one time purchase your first purchase. And then once you love it, then sign up for the subscription, but the code will not work for the subscription. So Charles, thank you for supporting the podcast. Thank you for supporting Hang Obi, but you're a fucking idiot. 
Um, but yeah, hangobi.com, promo code postgame30, 30% off your first order, only your first order, and go get yourself some. Try it out. I literally just did it and it worked. So Charles, listen again, thank you for supporting. Maybe go back to school. Maybe read a fucking book. Maybe don't be <laughs> such a stupido in your head. Maybe try to, you know, get a little lumps in your brain instead of having that smooth brain, Charles. Um, we also just set a horrible precedent that if you flame us, we'll talk about you for three minutes on the podcast. So yeah, that's not um, true. I just, I just wanted to use it to educate everybody on the promo code no and thank you for doing that does that make you a hero that's not for us to decide i just feel like general public will view that as heroic yeah um anyways uh speaking of hangobi evan how was your weekend my weekend was interesting um so thursday i got this so i i joined new york athletic club i played like a lot of basketball there until terry may acl so i still got this crew of guys i was telling you that I can write you a workout. Cause I work out, you know, this group of like four guys, I kind of am the, the leader there and they've been hanging out a ton. We have like a group chat and they've been hanging out a ton. I haven't been around. So they're like, we're going out to dinner on Thursday. Like, well, and then we'll go out like, come on, you got to come. So I'm like, yeah, sure. So haven't gotten a workout by the way, just saying, yeah, I'll, I'll write one. I'll write one um, soon. Maybe I'll write it on the beach when I'm just chilling next week. Cause I got mm. off all week next week. Mm. Um, mm. But uh, yeah, so we went out to dinner and we just got annihilated. Um, so I had like a really late fucking Thursday. I ended up like buying a table at fucking Common Ground, which like I haven't been at two years. Uh, and we sent it. I mean, great crew guys. I had a great time, but I was hurting on fucking Friday. Double, uh, double hang OB barrel day. So then hang OB. On Friday, dude, I had planned to go to a concert, Fisher concert at Brooklyn Mirage with like a big crew of Q's guys. So like that was supposed to be my big night of the weekend and then do like nothing else the whole weekend. And I fucking parlayed it with like a Thursday send. So Ooh. I had to take, I have summer Fridays where you get a half day on Friday. The, you know, you're done at one o'clock. That's um, yeah, it's great. Um, I took a nap from one to four cause I was dead. Luckily I rallied, had a sick time at Fisher um he wasn't the he was i had high expectations for him and he didn't deliver but he was still great i just thought he was going to be the best concert of my life um or best house concert of my life i should say um that was fun then saturday i just um oh saturday i went to this bar in hudson yards which is like kind of a crazy move but my friend invited me and i hadn't seen them in a while so i was like yeah i'll stop by Ended up staying for, you know, like seven hours there. But when I was walking in, I walked past the fucking, uh, what is that thing called? Holy shit, dude. I don't, I what is the big guess. fucking thing called? Hold on, hold on. Park, hold on. Central a, Park. No, Hudson Yards Hive. Is it called the Hive? Hudson Yards Vessel, the Vessel. So, you know, the Vessel, that big, like, swirly thing? No. In Hudson. Well, you saw my picture of the, of the PLL game. There, oh, right? yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, that's, so the big okay, thing so behind okay. it, that's the vessel. So okay, it's, a big to- it. it's a big tourist attraction, but there's this cool spot called Jibs, and it's like kind of like a – it's like a uh, beach bar almost, but it's like in Hudson Yards. It's like got views of the water, but it's like – it's so weird. You're like in New York City, and it's trying to be like a beach spot. Uh, but it was cool. But I'm walking by, and I'm like – I'm walking my girlfriend. I'm like, holy shit, dude. Is that the PLL on this giant screen? And there are yeah. literally people in those chairs watching it. I was like, 
and they weren't even speaking English. I was like, how, how, like, how are these people so like engaged with this? And it was honestly like fucking cool. So I took a bunch of pictures and I tweeted one picture. I thought it was really cool that they were showing it. So I sat at this bar at the outdoor and I like kind of got to watch the um, Atlas Archers game. Cause I was just like half watching. I saw like some, some of Teach goals. I saw Teach sick, like near side goal. Um, and yeah, I just thought it was really cool. That it was just like playing in Hudson Yards. Um, then I came home on Saturday my girlfriend passed out in two seconds. So I finally got to watch the new Dr. Strange movie. Didn't think it was that good, but I'm a pretty big Marvel guy. So I was excited to finally knock that one out. Um, but yeah, I was pretty disappointed in it. And then Sunday, went on a nice Central Park walk and then got dinner at Emmett's, which is a pretty good pizza Italian place in New York City, which I hadn't tried. I've been Are there good so. pizza Italian spots in New York City? Yeah, but Emmett's is like supposed to be a, you know, it's a, it's a must go. They just opened this new one. That's like, it's, they had a only pizza location, but they also have a pizza that's now hybrid Italian location and or not hybrid Italian, but they have a bigger menu and uh, it was a nice little date night. It was delicious. So I had a pretty great weekend, honestly, just staying in the city. I hadn't been in the city in forever. I have two questions. Um, first off, lovely weekend, especially like I love being surprised by lacrosse. Whether it's good yeah. or bad. Honestly, I just like feeling something at this point. Like when I was in the Dallas airport and the all-star game was on and the couple next to me was like, what the fuck is this? <laughs> Maybe a little bit of a negative surprise, but on the positive surprise, you get to walk by the Hudson Valley and all the people. yeah, it's sick. Two questions. One, you completely go out and send it and get bombed on a Thursday. Your girlfriend mad at you about that yet? No, nah, she wasn't mad because she knew I was she knew I was going out with those guys. But it sounded out. like, hey, I'm just I'm just going to go grab a quick dinner. And then you come home. Hey, babe. Nah, I, I mean, I don't think she expected me <laughs> to come home as late as I did, but uh, she didn't care. Uh, Good on you. Keep her. Yeah. I mean, like I not gave her, I was like, hey, team. these and they were also, you know, like these guys were giving me the like, let's Here get after go. it kind of thing. And I was like, OK, you guys want to get after it? That's fine with me. So, Um, yeah. Second thing you, did you see all like the new, like the lineup of all the new Marvel shit being released? Yeah. It's going to be too much. It's, it's the stuff that they're releasing that I want to come out is going to be sick. Like the new Avengers movies are going to be awesome. Uh, All the daredevil shit is going to be dope. I can't remember if they had any Spider-Man stuff listed, but like, I'm really excited for the next phase of Spider-Man. Um, but yeah, like there's a ton of shit that I really don't know well enough because I was like super into that when I was younger. So it's like kind of it's like nostalgic for me. But uh, yeah, like I don't know half of the shit that they were naming. And like I'm sure it'll be cool and I'll have to watch it because it all ties together. So you like that's how they get you. If you like one like line of it, you're like, if you won't know what's going on if you don't watch this stupid Netflix show. Such a so, like So yeah, I'm going to end up watching like fucking Thunderbolts and stuff. It's really hard though, because the old lady does not like Marvel. So I'm trying, I'm trying to get her hooked. Mm. Well, yeah. what's, what is she like? Dude, <laughs> I, <laughs> I like this. I, it's entertaining. It's an entertaining show. So I'm not knocking it in that regard, but we are watching this show called Summer House on Bravo. Have you heard of it? Never even heard of it. 
So she's she likes Bravo TV. She also likes like good shows, but she like she watched Peaky Blinders with me and she likes Game of Thrones. But she's really she's like all in on Summer House. And like I heard there's this new show with Chris Pratt called The Terminal List on Amazon Prime that I really want to watch. But we apparently we have to get through Summer House. And it's just this stupid reality TV show of all these like douchebags. It's honestly a reality TV show about me. And it's all these assholes who like are in their like late 20s early thirties and they get like a house out in Montauk and it's like all the drama of that. Um, (laughs) It's like, it's pretty like funny and entertaining, but it's just like, sometimes I want something with a little more substance, but we're just, we're powering through that. So uh, that's what she's really into now. Like, I'll be like, what do you want to watch tonight? And she's like, summer house. (laughs) (laughs) So it's dude, it's funny though. It's, um, it's pretty entertaining. But uh, yeah, I'm, I'm a reality TV guy for the next few weeks until I, I get through that. Well, you're a, uh, again, I said it at the top of the show, but you're a hero. You're a hero to the common man. Thank you. Yeah, so that's why I get to stay out until who I am on a Thursday. It's just, I got summer house playing. Holy shit. Uh, that sounds like, I, was your, I mean, honestly, yeah. Yeah, I mean, I'll trade that any day. That's like, a, that's a fleecing. That's uh, Miles Jones for Sergio Salcedo right there. <laughs> the art of the deal. <laughs> uh just kidding church that was that was an even trade um anyway how was your weekend dude you were fucking pll guy of the year so fucking walk me through it i'm dude, expecting a uh, very long debriefing it was just it was peaks and valleys uh so i'm gonna you know what fuck it i'm gonna be straight up about what happened this weekend um first off on friday um friday my I went to um, some of the practices. Wait, hold on. I'm going to get the days mixed up. I'm just going to tell you right now, I'm going to get the days mixed up. So here's just a hodgepodge of what happened. Friday, I didn't go to any of the practices because I was like, all right, fuck it. Um, Me and my girlfriend, Dominique, we are talking about ending long distance. But I told her, babe, Dallas is a great city. I'm never, ever in a million years going to call that fucking place home. Do I need 110 degrees for 70 days in a row? No, I don't. Do I need nothing to do? No mountains, nothing to walk up. Uh, If we want really good, delicious food of all varieties, we have to drive 20 minutes in buttfuck traffic to get to somewhere. Like Dallas is great for what it is. It's not great for a home. Well, where does that leave us? I'm trying to move to Boise. She wants to stay in Dallas for a little bit longer to focus on career. We kind of came to the agreement that it was like, all right, we're probably going to have to do long distance for just a little bit longer. But we also know that the North Star of this relationship is like, we are going to make it work out. So Friday was like a halfway rough conversation where it was just like, fuck, I don't I don't really see a way to not have this be a thing. Boise, Boise or the girl. Yeah. (laughs) Boise or the girl. Babe, you want to follow me? Come on up to Boise. If not, I will not. The agreement we made too is I was like, listen, I'm not going to tie anything down to Boise. Like I'm not going to start a new career. I'm not going to do this job. Like right now we're launching this whole new way that we're going to revolutionize e-commerce for lacrosse teams. Again, it's going so fucking good, Evan. It's going so good. I just bought a shit ton of merch, dude. The beanie was fire. I sent that sus pick. Um, No, it wasn't sus. It was a rock. You should tweet that sus pick. Uh, I look pretty. I look pretty. I really wanted Uh, to. I didn't know if you'd be okay with it, but I was like, all right. Yeah, just tweet it right now. Tweet it right now. We we launched beanies. Um, 
I got a navy blue sweatshirt that I'm gonna fucking rock in LBI uh, when it's a little chillier. And then I got a, my girlfriend got a white hat and I got a, a khaki hat. And yeah, I mean the gear's fresh, dude. Dude, it's kind of a sick live photo too. Yeah, yeah, don't play live photo. I'm like, <laughs> no, no, I won't. I won't again. That was that was that was a one time thing. Um, yeah. Are you horny now? <laughs> yeah, now I'm recording hard. Um, <laughs> recording hard or hardly recording, but. <laughs> <laughs> uh yeah it's going well and guess what a hundred percent of that margin it doesn't go to some fucking hat manufacturer it goes right to the post-game bank account um so we're really flipping this entire industry on its head and we're getting ready to do like a full-on ramp up push and everything um but don't let that distract you from the fact that we had a rough conversation on friday rough adjacent it wasn't actually <laughs> rough because we kind of knew this was coming on Saturday, we're like, all right, hey, babe, we're getting ready to tee off on Sunday. Like Sunday, we're going to show up early. We're going to tailgate. So let's slow play Saturday. Um, thank God we slow played Saturday because the whole day I was just like, man, am I drunker than I think? Is it hot outside? Is it too cold inside? Like something was just off. Uh, after the games, um, I go to the Redwoods practice because it's Saturday game. So I don't give a fuck about the Saturday games. I instead go to the Redwoods and water dogs practice. And I'm just like, what's up guys. Like, great to see the team. I texted coach. Um, fucking awesome. Dude, to go back to your old team is such a great, like if you were back in the Syracuse locker room, even if you don't know anybody, it just felt like this awesome little mini reunion. Uh, saw them, saw the water dogs, fucking great people all around. And I was like, that's exactly what I needed was just a half hour of shooting the shit with the guys after practice. I go back home. Uh, Dom goes, Oh, perfect. Are we, uh, are we going to dinner with TD? Cause her and TD have become way too good of friends because I started a group chat, like a fucking idiot. TD's still young enough to where he thinks it's like funny to call my girlfriend, babe in this group chat. So I was like, all right, whatever. You guys are really funny. Like, what are we doing for dinner? Their practice runs late, so we don't get a CTD. Uh, so we just go and grab a quick bite, and then we get back. And I'm like, babe, I'm glad we didn't go to the games because I'm not feeling great. Dude, diarrhea and puking, like, like biblical proportions all night. Every hour on the hour from about 8 p.m. to 3 to 4 a.m., um, and it sucks too. Cause she wants to take care. She's like, Oh my God, this sucks. Like, what can I do? And I'm like, honestly, just try to get some rest. I'll rally tomorrow. It's going to be fine. A little 24 hour bug. I was totally lying. I didn't know if it was actually going to be a bug. Um, turns out it was. So we rally it's Sunday. It's like, okay, perfect. This is the water dogs game and the Redwoods game. The only two games that I really give a shit about Zach Courier texts me and says, hey, our rookies fucking suck. Do you mind bringing some beer for the guys? And I'm like, I would love to do this because guess who gets to call in favors to the Redwood or to the Water Dogs forever? Meet up the best tosses I've ever had in my life. Dude, fire toss. Like no curve, no rotation. Great bend in the knees, dude. Mm. Like, yeah, mm. it was perfect. Uh, every ounce of momentum was used like perfectly too like the arc you had like it got almost like a it was it was it was a work of art like it got to the top point over the fence and then it came down like perfectly in his hands like it wasn't like a little overthrow where he had to come out didn't come in too hot like it was literally like if if like some if uh what is it called when you're like physics equation 
Yeah. Well, what is it called when you like study physics for a living? Physicist. Is it really? Because yeah. I was going to say that, but then I thought I just sound like I was having an aneurysm. If it's a physicist, if a physicist had time to drop a chalkboard and then like create some sort of contraption to launch that, it would have been that. Best, honestly, the best play I've made in years, <laughs> in literal years. Um, so we do that. And then because it's- Who's water, on the receiving end? Ryan Brown. <laughs> and I'm like, hey, you're the best shooter. And I actually don't know him that well. I had to get his number from Mikey Schlosser because they were both on the IR. And I'm like, hey, dude, nice to meet you. I'm going to just fucking throw cases over the, over the fence now. Um, because it's 150 fucking degrees in Dallas, Texas, even though it's a good place and good people come from Dallas, it's not home. Just as a reminder to anybody listening, babe. Um, so we tailgate in, uh, in the parking structure, which was honestly fucking hysterical. Like I was feeling like, Oh yeah, that was, that was funny. A bunch of people were like DMing me, like, what's the play? What's the play? What's the play? And I'm like, I feel like shit. I'm not really doing much. Like over the course of the entire hour hour and a half tailgate i probably only had like three or four beers like honestly nursing it and i was like there's really no play and then i tweet out a picture of us playing cornhole and looking like we're getting all fucked up so that ruffled some feathers but whatever grow up um go in watch the game babe i'm a big fan of your work i don't know if i can watch pll games with anybody uh i liked watching it trey leclerc came and joined us joined us so i was watching with trey for a little bit um, the amount of fucking questions was bananas. Like, wait, who is that? Wait, do you know him? Wait, this, like, it was literally classic. And I'm like, you can do this at football games when I don't know anything, but right now, like I'm kind of dialed in on watching all this shit. So then we kind of got in like a pretend fight about that. We go to the hotel pretend after, fight. um, after all these games, just to meet up with everyone TD doesn't even say hello to us, just goes immediately downtown, like doesn't even let us know. So we're actually pissed off at him. And then I end up hanging out with the Water Dogs guys. It was like me, Dylan Ward, uh, Zach Courier, Eli Gobrick, Ethan Walker, just fucking great dudes. Your go-to crew? <laughs> Not at all, <laughs> except for Wardo and Eli and Courier. <laughs> but uh, fucking Copeland was there. Head coach is having some beers with him. And I was telling him, I'm like, Cope, you see, first off, two things. You see my toss and you see what I bring to the team. Like, honestly, people are saying that the water dogs need a glue guy. And he's like, well, fuck, like, you still in shape? You still able to get out there? And I was like, not at all. Like, are, are you fucking kidding me? Like, <laughs> sign me. And if you try to put me in the roster, I fucking quit. So I'm, I think there's a way in which I can get signed to the water dogs, but not actually have run the risk of playing just kind of be there for motivational vibes dude how do i get that i want to put i want to put professional athlete at the pll on my linkedin bio well fucking talk to start dming coaches have you actually dm towers i've tweeted at him publicly they need a back <laughs> they need a backup goalie i don't know who their backup goalie is but exactly you would know who their backup goalie was if it was me yeah <laughs> i mean what a great thing um and then i'm back in portland now so great weekend in dallas got to see a lot of the guys gonna see them again in seattle uh saw i saw all these whips guys turns out a lot of people in the pll are big fans of what we do in silence um so we got to keep up the twitter we got to we got to keep going we got to be the north star for everybody we're we not going anywhere dude. we're in business yeah 
Um, but that was Dude, I forgot, it was great. I forgot to mention that I on Friday night I went out to dinner with I got dinner with Rafis, Brendan Curry, Matt Lane, Willie Clan, another Q's legend. Dude, um, that's a fucking group. Yeah, it was great. I hadn't seen Steven walks in, he goes, I haven't seen you in two years, dude. Like trying to make me feel bad that I haven't like hung out with them. And I literally saw him in Plaza last year. I was like, dude, no, I, that's not true. Yeah, but uh, it was good catching up. He had a pretty big weekend too. So post-game bump, I think so. Dude, speaking um, of post-game bump, fucking Cade went off. I know. There you go. See? But, um, dude, Curry is the fucking man. Uh, I, I, we didn't really talk to him about Cade, but I'm still – if you have a son, I'm telling you, you'd want it to be this kid. He's fucking just the man. Like, so, in like, every way. But he's like nice, respectful guy. It was very nice to my girlfriend, first time meeting her, like things like that. Like, you know, that you just don't seeing everybody. So very nice catching up with him. He's in the city now. Q's, the Q City contingency is growing by, by the day, dude. It's pretty exciting stuff. Really? Um, Is there some significant? Do you know, like, do you run with any other groups besides Q's? Because Earhart was talking about running with the Notre Dame guys a little bit. And yeah, I mean, like, all about. my friends from home live in the city, and then, like, I mean, I haven't seen Earhart in a while, but I've, <laughs> I mean, in the fall, I was at Earhart's apartment every fucking night. <laughs> yeah. Great. So, yeah, I mean, that's. Uh, I feel like there's just. The Long Island, like that area, like Chaminade, Manhattan, Garden City crew, you see each other all the time. Um, but yeah, I, there was never any Q's people in the city. Like no one really in my class lives in the city, but now it's uh, the contingency is growing. I'm a little bit older than those guys, but honestly, I can, you get a, I can you still play the mud. Mentor. Fuck yeah. Yeah. There you go. Fuck I got us a dinner God. reservation. They had no idea where to go. They just started living in the city. Like, where do we eat? And I, I was booking that shit, open table. I know where to go. <laughs> like Great. your buddy that always looks for reservations when he's taking the dump. Exactly. Exactly. Like him. Um, also, slow news cycle. What, what, what else do we have to talk about besides our weekends? Um, I think that's it, man. I'm going on a vacation next week that I'm very excited for with my girlfriend's family. So I'm like, I'm taking off a week of work for the first time since like, Probably I started working uh, at the company I work at, but uh, yeah. So I'm excited to finally like take some time off. I did just hire someone on my team though. And of course their first week is my first week off, which kind of sucks. Uh, so like yeah. this week I'm doing like, a, I'm trying to organize like a whole orientation while I'm not going to be for him while I'm not going to be there. Uh, but yeah, pretty exciting. All right. Well, fuck. What are you most That's more stuff about me, though. But uh, anything else? I can't really think of. I'm trying to think of anything else I have in sports. This is the worst month for sports, dude, August. It's like baseball is not, like, competitive enough to, like, really get into it. Um, I guess it's, like, trade deadline. But after, like, the trade deadline, there's nothing but PLL. <laughs> yeah. I mean, I'm getting, I'm getting ready for, like – this is this is how like excited I am to get back to like fall sports was my girlfriend and I were going on a walk around like her little neighborhood in Prosper, Texas. And obviously Texas is huge on high school football. And it was like, I don't know, relatively late at night, like sun was decently set. 
um, where the high school stadium lights were on. And again, it's a high school Texas football stadium. So it like lights up the whole fucking city. It's crazy. And we heard the band practicing and we're within earshot of the band practicing on like a Texas sunset and like the high school football stadium glowing in the background on the horizon. And like, you could just hear like the band practicing got me so fired up for football. Like I am so fired up for football right now. And I played in college. So I think those (laughs) are the two relevant facts. I'm excited and I'm good at it. I'm probably going to tweet this, but I'll say it here right now. Um, maybe I'll tweet this right now, actually, as I say it on the podcast. Um, I think the least productive day of my life is going to be I work day, obviously, like Sundays. If I like went out and stuff, I would just not feel bad about it. But like expected productivity to nope, like gap between actual input to expected input that <laughs> you follow it. My lowest point is going to be the Monday after week one of this year's NFL season. I don't Over think March I, madness. Yeah. I mean, I don't think there's the, the Jets playing the Ravens in at MetLife. It's like, I just feel like the timing and like the age that I am, like, I don't know. I just feel like this is the least productive I'm ever going to be like on a day, on a day during the week, like 29 year old. We just got hammered at a football game all day that the jets won. <laughs> <laughs> I just, I think that that's going to be my, my least, the least productive day of my life. Listen, fuck it. If you can plan for unproductivity, that's half the battle. of the battle is expectations, I feel. Right. So the expectations are going to be high for me on a Monday after Monday in the fall, and I'm not delivering. (laughs) Camera off. Camera off, lights off. I'm watching the Zach Wilson Wilson highlights from the four touchdowns he threw against the Ravens. Fuck yeah. All right. Well, because it's slow, do you want to uh, dive into this week's lines? Well, let's recap the games and then dive into the lines. Oh, okay. I think we talk about the teams a little bit. I think the teams are – the storylines for that back half of the season are starting. Um, But let's start with Archers and Atlas. I think that I hit this one right on the head, honestly. Um, If you recall last week, I said that there's no way that the Atlas were going to lose this game, and they very much played that way. They that very much just, didn't lose the game. Yeah, that there was just no way that they could possibly lose. Um, so, I mean, I'm back on that train. I, I feel like they're the scariest team. The only thing that might not be scary about them is the lack of experience, but I feel like the specialists have plenty of experience in Trevor and then the best pure ball stopper in the league, Jack Contanen, registering a beauty 60% against the Archers. Dude, he like stuffed Manny a couple times, like point blank on the crease to the point where I was like, oh, that first one wasn't a mistake or an accident. Like, I couldn't fucking believe it. I was like, what? He's really, he's really good inside. I mean, like any goal, anyone who's like high level evaluating the goaltender position will tell you, save all the ones you're supposed to and then steal a few. I think he could probably work on the former a little bit more because like you could, the, the two pointers are tough for him. 
but he steals so many that he'll like always make up for it. Always. And getting a two, getting a two pointer is, is tough. Like getting that unless you're taking a bomb, like the game doesn't lend itself so much to the two point line. Like the natural flow of the game is to get it's always to get layups. Like so. I feel like you could try to play for the pointers, but it's not like really the flow of the game to get those. And yeah, I mean, like they can live and die by him and Trevor all they want. I, I, and then like they have fucking Jeff T. So to me, they're, they're, they're the fucking team team to beat right now. I, they're the team to beat if they have Baptiste. Like they right. have so they're the team to beat. <laughs> well, he was out. Stop taking him off the team, dude. He's on the team. <laughs> Yeah, no, hey, if, if he remains healthy, the Atlas of the team to beat. I, I there you still go. remain That's healthy. a way to say it. But if he misses one game, they immediately fall to, like, number four or five. He's that big of an impact player. Boom. Okay, fair enough. Yeah, suck it. All right, uh, next game, we have the Chrome and the Whip Snakes. Honestly, a bit of a heavyweight matchup here. Two teams that are really good. Whip Snakes win nine to eight. They jumped out to an early lead. The Chrome battled back, but ultimately couldn't do it. I predict that the Whip Snakes are going to win every game for the rest of the season by one goal. doesn't matter if they play the worst team. doesn't matter if they play the best team. They're just going to have some area of the game that's going to step up. Nardella's going to play good. Bernlor is going to play good. Earhart's going to hit a two. Channing Chuck's going to hit a two. Brad Smith is... They're stupid fucking good at winning one goal games. And I just think they're going to do that until the championship. Dude. I mean, like it's it's shocking to me. They only won by one. Um, Like it was just, it's just a weird, like a weird game. I feel like the, they've dominated Farrell. Farrell got dominated. Burnlore played sick. And like, you think with that, you win, they should blow out the Chrome, which makes me think, I could see them losing early in the playoffs. Like you can see the whips losing early. Yeah. Like if I they're not they championship this year, if, Oh, you bet they win the championship. Wow. Real take way to take a real risk. Yeah. Way to um, take a risk saying they're going to lose in the first round. Yeah. That's pretty risky for this. Yeah. I know. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, <laughs> but seriously, <laughs> I feel like when they, it's one thing if you play close games, you like squeak it out. But this year, including this game, Games that they should win by a lot, they haven't won by a lot. Like, it's fine a couple times. We talked about it. Like, we're, they're going to start rolling. We've we said in multiple episodes, they're going to start rolling. I feel like their identity is, like, almost this year, at least, is, like, playing down to their competition. And, like, that can bite you in the ass in the playoffs, unless you're playing the Cannons. That's the only time it won't bite you in the ass. Yeah, yeah. I mean, but also, No. it's yeah you can focus on playing down to your competition or you can focus on them beating one of the best teams by one and also i mean outside of the fourth quarter not you know they they tap danced their way i think going into the fourth quarter it was like nine six and to hold a team like the chrome to six goals is kind of fucking bananas so but how do you not win like like how do you not win that game by more than one goal well, the whole time is their offense was fucking asleep at the wheel for three quarters. I think they had one good quarter and they're still yeah, walking just, away with a win. Like that's stupid. Yeah, I guess that's the that's the spin zone of it. Okay. My my point is just like they haven't they haven't fired on all cylinders yet, which I think is important for teams. Like they haven't had that game yet. Mm-hmm. Yeah, true. 
Um, speaking of one goal games, we have Water Dogs Cannons. This one was more surprising. I thought Water Dogs win 15 to 14 over the Cannons. You kick us off. Well, <clears throat> I think I also called that the Water Dogs were going to get rolling and they are on quite the win streak now. Um, so shout out to them. I feel bad for the Cannons, man. I just like. Not Steve, a good look. Not Steve good played look. well. Steve played well, um, which was sick. So post game bump from us. But uh, I mean, I feel like we, we sound like broken records talking about them all the time. But they are just the best team that can't win. So they they might be the most talented roster in sports with the worst record ever. Like literally ever. Like yeah, they're one like top to bottom, and they're fucking not bad. Like they literally have Lyle on the team and they like can't win. Kind of fucking sucks to see. Yeah. <laughs> like at some point, can someone do something so that we don't have to just keep being like, this is sad. <laughs> but uh, Steven's goal was pretty sick on, uh, on Wardo. Do you see that one? Really sick. And yeah. like the score that on Wardo was kind of sick too. Dude, you know who's fucking sick is Drenner. He scores a sick fucking goal every Weak. Dude, and what's stupid is fucking they get Cockerton back in the lineup and he has three goals. Like Cockerton's hands are nasty. Um, they got a Slaney and Thompson, Drenner, Cockerton, and they actually put up a decent offensive performance, and then their defense takes a shit. It's like they're finding reasons to lose. Like Wardo went like less than 40% in this game, and they still couldn't win. Yeah, it's it's a curse. They're kind of the opposite of the whips. <laughs> they are a hundred percent. They're they're the whips inverse. And honestly, if the cannons played the whips, I bet the cannons win. That's the only thing <laughs> that can scare the whip snakes right now. Um, Ethan Walker's goal is fucking sick, dude. I I don't know if you saw it, but Ethan it Jack Walker, Hanna? Jack Hanna, Jack Hanna. Jack oh, Hanna. Yeah, that yeah. was. I get those. I am always going to get those two guys mixed up. I don't know. Yeah. That's a kind of attacking guy with good hands. From yeah, there. yeah, totally. That is, they are as interchangeable as it gets. Yeah. Um, uh, yeah, he, that was, that was pretty sick. Um, are you taking that goal or the uh, Bertrand goal? That was the, that was the debate on Twitter. Dude, I'm taking Hannah's goal. I think, I think I am too. I'm not like a big fan of the uh, between the legs. Although I will say this. That wasn't like flashy. That was actually like a good play. The he the between the like legs, getting away from his body to defend. Yeah, him. he like absorbed a check with his hand, and then like it was down here, and like between the legs gives you a better angle. So it was like actually the right play, which is fucking insane to say out loud, dude. And then and then you're gonna see kids doing that with like low angle approaching GLE and be like, what? They do it in the pros. Yeah. Like, Shut up, <laughs> loser. I remember when Lyle Thompson started getting big and it was like, Hey guys work on your left hand. And they're like, why Lyle doesn't. I'm like, yeah, you're not Lyle Thompson. You fuck. So. Is that what you'd say? The kids you're coaching. Always, always. Um, all right. And then last game of the weekend, Redwoods lose to the chaos 14, 12. Um, I don't know. It just, I, I can only watch the Redwoods offense and granted 12 goals is a decent amount, but. It just is not a good roster from a balanced perspective. Like there were a lot of times when I saw Nikai playing defense, Sergio playing defense. And I think that they're like 
instances in which that's okay. And with near out of the roster, yeah, you can kind of have a little bit of room to, to wiggle and to like shift guys into more transition roles than strictly offense or defense. But like, first off, Josh Byrne is the fucking real deal. Like, yeah, he's, do you think he's the best player in the league? After that game, uh, he skyrocketed to top five without his fucking that fucking swim and then leaner or twister was like so fucking sick, dude. And like watching him in real time, like his footwork and the the amount of separation he gets, no matter where he goes, it's a fucking joke. He's fucking dope. Uh, you want to hear a funny story about Josh Byrne? One time he had a step down from eight yards against Syracuse in a scrimmage, and I saved it. Where'd he shoot it? Sticks out high because he was all cocky, and I popcorned it. And he said, nice save. Dude, thinking back on that, actually, my buddy wrote in our group chat the other day because Josh Byrne was going off, and he was like, remember when (coughs) – it was his first year at Hofstra, too. He had, like, transferred from Nassau. Remember when Josh Byrne came to Syracuse and we scrimmaged Hofstra and he, like, dominated Brandon Mullins? That makes so much sense now. (laughs) He had, like, six (laughs) points against us. And we are like, who the fuck is this kid? And now, like – like he was doing the between his leg shit then. Uh he didn't score on me though. Um, but uh, so if anyone needs a goalie, like I know how to stop the best scorer in the league. Um honestly, yeah. Any team playing the chaos should just sign you on a one week yeah. basis. But uh yeah, I mean in hindsight now it makes a ton of sense, but we we're like, oh shit, like this kid from Hostra's shitting on us. <laughs> <laughs> Turns out it's Josh fucking yeah. <laughs> yeah, that's yeah, kind no. of the beauty of like some of these lacrosse guys that go like you know, OCC into like some yeah. mid tier, and they're like, "What yeah. the fuck was that?" Like, <laughs> yeah, we were playing. Kieran Mercardo went to St. John's, right? Yes. Yeah, we were playing St. John's, and we were like, "All right, let's just get a win. Well, we're gonna win ten to seven. Let's just get the fuck out of here." And we were like, "What the fuck was that guy?" We ended up, we only won ten to nine, but we were like, "That guy's unbelievable." And now seven years later, I'm like, oh, that's he. They probably should have won because we were woefully unprepared, dude. So I wasn't on. I was uh, in eighth grade, but Manhasset lost to Kieran McCarthy. Kieran McCarthy went to a town called Comswag <laughs> on Long Island. That's a tough. And Manhasset, the year that like they were, they had like Connor English. They were like one of the best teams in the country. They had one loss the entire year, and it was to Comswag, and Kieran McConnell had, like, 30 points. <laughs> and I was like, who the fuck is this kid? He was going to St. John's. Like, no one gave a flying fuck. And there you go. Um, Dude, by the way, your your new Twitter picture makes me laugh every <laughs> time. Like, I see you respond or like a tweet. I'm like, <laughs> there's golf, Evan. Yeah, there you go. Um, what was he going to say? Oh, dude, I got a hot take. Well, first of all, do you think like any PLL teams are going to be like, I feel like they need to change something about the PLL where the draft isn't so impactful that, and it's impossible to do. So I'm just saying like, it's a problem kind of with like the trade deadline and stuff. Like, why would I ever like really sell at the deadline or try to buy at the deadline? Like the woods, for example, they like, they just need to get the best, one-on-one Dodger available like that is they don't have anyone who can like truly beat someone whenever they need like a like Jordan Wolf type 
Like they just don't have like the number one guy to go to with like no time left. I feel like Cab's like an opportunistic Dodger and he's like really good at that, but he can't just like pick the ball up at the end line and like fucking go. Um, Even Pinnell is kind of not. No, I don't think he can either. I think I don't. I mean, I don't think everybody has like these moments of brilliance. Yeah. And it's like they need it to go like almost perfectly for them. It feels like, and they all don't help each other get there. If that makes sense. Very much so. Yeah. So I feel like, they're really just missing that. But like, why, like, why would I trade any assets to get that guy? Like right now, like, let's just say they can put together a package for Nictor. Like, let's just say that that was like realistic and they can get like a young, like quarterback of the future. Why would they even do that? If they can just like, yeah, you know, this year wasn't our year and then get like a top three pick in the draft. Or like Nick turns an extreme example, like get Matt Moore. Like if you get Matt Moore from, from the archers, like why wouldn't you just wait? Like, I feel like the, the trade deadline is, is there's like really no value in trades. Well, it's tough with like, you know, eight teams, like NFL, you have 32 teams. So if you win the championship, your draft pick is going to be significantly worse. Of course. Like even the number one team is like, well, why the fuck would we trade that when we can fill any gap with, you know, this, the eighth best player coming out of college. Yeah. Like I, I literally assign that to just like, it's just tough with an infant league that doesn't have so many teams. It's like shit, man. Like, yeah, it's just like I, I look at every team. Magneto like, wow. has the easiest job ever. He's like, yeah. okay, well, we're going to do this forever, and then we're just going to keep bringing people in that support this cycle because Wisnowski's really fucking good player. I wouldn't have chosen one overall. Like, no. So, and there's going to be some guy that can fill the fucking whip snakes role for the foreseeable future. Totally. But, they, yeah, like they have their guys. Like I feel like the Woods don't have – like really don't have their like cornerstone guy yet. No. And the cornerstone guy changes every possession. Like Ryder Garnsey selling out, fucking putting the team on his back. Incredible. Doesn't do that. Next time, Miles Jones dodging North South. Nobody can stop him when he just kind of arbitrarily decides to do that. Rob Pinnell looks good. And then on the very next possession, it's like, well, what the fuck was that? That was one dodge and a shot. And now it's tranny the other way. Yeah. I mean, I just feel like if you watch the other teams, like they have a clear identity on offense and the woods just don't have that. So if I were them, I'd be like, they, they could still make the, play- <laughs> they, could still make, they could still make the playoffs. Right. Like if they, Oh yeah. Cause yeah. the cannons suck. Yeah. Too. The cannons suck and the chaos, like just beat them, but the cast don't have a great record either. Like if I'm the woods and I really wanted to go all in this year, which might be the right year to go all in if I'm being honest, cause I feel like there's no clear top dog. Like, I'm putting together a package to get one of the best Dodgers in the league. What uh, would it take to get Wolf out of retirement? Seriously, that would be – that would probably be my first call. But there's got to be someone, like – Josh who's not Who's not playing that's, like, available. We the, go back the, to the player just, pool. We, do, we need so to see who's teams. qualified for the Bryce. Basketball. Bring in Bryce. Let's go. Bryce E. You know what they should do is fucking – they should fucking bring Tommy Palasek in, if anything. He looked fucking That's your play? That's your play? I think, like, if, if I'm not trying to get – if I'm not trying to get rid of any assets, if I'm not trying to get rid of any assets at all, trade, there's probably not going to be any, many buyers who are going to, like – mortgage this year to give one of their good players like it's a very weird year so like you're kind of fucked so you have to go to the player pool 
I'm, I think I'm signing Tommy Palisak. I thought he looked, he looked good when he played for the chaos. He looked the most complete player. Like, and he answers the questions that we were answering, like, or asking with uh, being able to dodge. He's quick as shit. I think that's my answer. Mine's Bryce for no other reason than I want to go back to Baker's Bay. That place is fucking immaculate. But yeah, I if they don't draft a fucking the quickest top dodging threat, yeah, I don't, I can't even guess who it is this year. But whoever that Tucker, yeah. But you know, loyalty issues. Yeah, true. All right. Um, but yeah, I wanted to just talk through that. I feel like it's a really missing piece, but maybe with free agency, it'll get better because guys will be in contract years and stuff. Um, I fucking hope to God. Yeah. There needs to be more movement. I feel like there has <laughs> more movement. Been. They need GMs too for the 800th time. Yeah. And they need a format in which it's kind of regional and there's like tournaments. Yeah. That's <laughs> all actually- right. Let's get into the, <clears throat> let's get into next week's games. Oh, <laughs> Just in time for the Woods to get back on the board. Uh, we got Redwoods minus one and a half versus the Cannons. We're plus one and a half. Cannons are plus one and a half at minus 125. Redwoods are minus one and a half at minus 105. The over-under is at minus 115 and set at 24 and a half. Cannons money line is a juicy 120 plus 120. And Redwoods money line is a disgusting minus 150. Dude, that money line is so brutal. Like, how the fuck would anyone ever bet money line Redwoods? Um, I'm I'm gonna take Redwoods to cover, and this might be my hot take. Is you know, Cannon's coming off a 14 goal performance. Redwoods coming off a 12 goal performance. I think the over is gonna hit, even though it's the highest over of the weekend. So Redwoods win what? you know, 15, 14, maybe, and just an absolute shit show, piss missile shootout. Hartzell has a two point goal. Fucking Lyle goes for seven goals. It's just, I see this being a beautiful disaster in which no defense figures out like cannons play that kind of unique offense. Redwoods are going to have a great individual performance on every possession. Redwoods by one and the over. So you're taking the cannons spread. Uh yeah, sorry, cannon spread. I fuck that up every time. Um I'm gonna take the under. And I'm gonna take I'm gonna take uh I guess I'll take the woods minus one and a half because the minus one fifty is just not enough. I don't think the cannons are – I think it's going to be Woods by one. So, I guess I'm telling you to take the money line, but it's a shitty bet. If you think it's Wood by ones, wouldn't you have cannons spread too? Yeah. <laughs> yeah, cool. All right. All right. Let's just move on from that. Uh, Chaos Chrome. Chaos plus one and a half at minus 125 for the spread Chrome, minus one and a half, minus 105. Over under is 23 and a half and the over is plus a hundred, which is a nice little treat. And the money line, the chaos are plus plus one twenty, and the Chrome are minus minus one fifty. Honestly, that money line's a little closer than I think it deserves to be, but you are starting us off here. Um, hmm, this is an interesting one. Uh, it really helps the Chrome that they lost last week to the whips. 
fuck man what a great games we have on our hands yeah this is awesome good yeah this is a good good. week um i'm gonna take the chaos money line really and yeah i'm gonna take chaos money line and i'm gonna take the over that's incredible because i'm taking the chrome spread and the under yeah that's a good bet but i'm i'm taking the i'm taking the cheese with the chaos let's see it boys let's see good yeah Fuck it. You're going blaze and a good Chrome defensive unit that just held the whip snakes to nine. Yeah. Fucking, let's go Chrome. Under- the whip snakes had the ball the entire fucking game. and couldn't score. Dude. I saw Mike Manley or uh, not Mike Manley, Mike messenger this weekend. And I was like, hi, you're literally a white better at lacrosse version of me. <laughs> same build, same frame, same shiny dome. He might be my favorite player just because I'm going to be like, see, you don't need hair to be good kids fuckers um all right that's that might be the first like true difference we've had in a while like on on everything so yeah i'm just buying keep an eye on that game and rub it in your face when i'm right not a bad idea dude we just talked about how good josh Byrne was like dane smith looks fucking sick too i feel like the chaos offense is finding its footing they put 14 up on the woods yeah, but you have Connor Farrell and an offense that can actually maintain a little bit of Max pressure. Adler's back. Max Adler's back for the was back for the first time this past weekend. Dude, he he kind of dummy TD. Yeah, he played well. And I'm not defending TD anymore because he fucking ratted out and scumbag left. Uh, you know, my girlfriend's all mad at him. So fuck you, TD. Not really, but kind of fun to lean in. God damn it, that makes me rethink it. But I'm gonna stick. I'm gonna stick with it. Fuck you and fuck the chaos. So. Besides all my friends there, Water Dogs Atlas, the spread, Water Dogs plus one and a half, Atlas minus one and a half, um, damn near even at minus 120 and minus 110, respectively. The over under at 24 and a half. And then the money line, the Water Dogs are the favorite at plus 125, or underdogs at plus 125. And the Atlas are the favorites at minus 155, kind of a steep little line there, in my opinion. I, We'll kick this one off. I think the dog's taken. I'm going to take the dog money line and I'm going to take the over because I think that Jake Withers is a good little counterbalance to Trevor Baptiste who might have some lingering hamstring issues. I think, uh, I think both offenses are pretty fucking good. And I think because of this face-off matchup, it's going to lend itself to kind of a shit show like, you're going to see a lot of goals off of the wing play. You're going to see maybe a two bomb from an, an LSM coming off the wing. So I have dogs money line. And because I, they were nice to me this weekend. And because we gave them the ultimate post game Coors light handshake emoji bump water dogs, money line and over. What do you got? Um, Dude, these games are tough. Um, I'm going to take the dog spread at one and a half. And hmm, I'll also take the over. I think the I think it'll be a close game, but I, I feel like I'm not I'm not willing to take the the money line. I feel like the Atlas have a lot going their way. I don't blame you. The dogs right. better step up in that game, though. That's yeah. going to be an interesting game. That's a, that's a measuring stick the for the dogs. Best slate of games, like I'm best slate. Halfway what a slate in games. Yeah. Um, Arch last game of the weekend. First off, uh, Cannons Redwoods is on Friday. The rest of the games are on Saturday. So 
the Saturday nightcap, 4.10 p.m., Archers, Whip Snakes. Archers, plus one and a half. Whip Snakes, minus one and a half. Um, and the Whip Snakes, minus one and a half line is plus 120, which is noteworthy. And the Archers spread is minus 150. Um, over under at 23 and a half. And the money line, the archers are the underdog at plus 100, and the whip snakes are the favorite at minus 130. What do you got? Um, I just realized, did you just read all of these besides the last time? Yes. <laughs> besides the first one? All right, whoops. Yes. Getting hit up for work. Sorry. Um, honestly, dude. I'm taking the archers money line. The one thing that's that's making me struggle with this one is I think Nardello is going to dominate the faceoffs. The thing I feel most confident about is, uh, actually, I don't know if I feel confident about that. I was going to say the over, but the fucking whip snakes haven't been able to fill the net up recently. I'm going to take the value of whip snakes minus one and a half at one twenty. Ah. Uh, yeah, I'm going to take that. I think Nardella has a huge day. And then I'm going to take the under 23 and a half. Well, uh, glad we completely disagreed on Chaos Chrome because we exactly agree on Whips Archers. I think it's going to be them winning by three in a relatively low shootout. Um, exactly why you just said. I think they're going to control the faceoff game. You got Earhart with the postgame bump coming off the wings. That's a fucking scary Oh, idea. facts. Um. And, you know, I just see them jumping out to an early lead and holding off like Manny might be a little rattled because, you know, he got stuffed by Concanon a couple times last week. Their offense might be sputtering a little bit. Um, so I completely agree with you. There you go. But we have a huge disagreement and the outcome of the Chaos Chrome game. A lot, you know, maybe an integrity and, uh, you know, reputation bet on the line there. All right. I'll keep that in mind. Go cat. Go ass. Got it. And uh, with that, anything <clears throat> before we kick it over to the interview? Yes. <clears throat> the Shake Shack bourbon bacon cheddar burger. I saw a sign for it today. I am very intrigued. I will be having it in the next few weeks and we'll be giving a review. Uh, all right. You'll have to let us know the early days of the Wendy's pretzel burger. I know. I'm going to see what, what's better. <laughs> we got to start getting into shit like that. That's going to be great. Oh, final point. Confirmed. The company that I run is just fucking incredible immaculate. If you are listening and you run a lacrosse program, all of the money that your parents spend should be benefiting your own community. Case in point, Team Denmark, we set up their corner store. And guess what? They're using the funds to pay me. I am officially going to Denmark in late September and early October. That's going to be a fucking shit show. Holy shit. Um, yeah. They're going to have one of their guys helping me film a bunch of shit. Uh, I'm going to be coaching in Denmark and in Sweden. Uh, registrations will go out, all kinds of fun stuff. So we helped them raise enough money on stuff they were already doing to where they get to now pay for my flight going out there. <clears throat> so expect some fun, whimsical, awesome announcements uh, regarding that. I'm fucking pumped, dude. Denmark. That's awesome, dude. dude. I feel like half their culture is drinking beer, so I feel like I'm going to fit right in. <laughs> right in. Unless you get another tummy ache. Unless I get a tum-tum. Unless my tummy hurts. 
All right. Uh, with that said, let's kick it over to Mike Earhart for a sneaky, really good interview. Mike, you're up. We've kind of, uh, whether it was purposefully or not, we've blackballed both the Whip Snakes and the University of Maryland. And I'd like to say right now that blackballing is over with our next guest, who, as you guessed it, Maryland, Whip Snakes, scumbag, uh, also has accomplished everything you could want to accomplish in lacrosse, won gold medals at the World Games. Um, I don't know, probably should be playing in the NFL, but we'll get into that in a little bit. Uh, welcome to the post game, Mike Earhart. What's going on, man? How you doing? What's up, guys? Thanks for having me. Super pumped, and uh, finally, finally have a terp and a whip snake on this podcast. It's about Who did time. You vote for? for? For what? Oh, uh... <laughs> don't answer that. Don't answer that. We'll get in a little bit. We already stumped them early on. Mike recently wow. engaged. You're recently engaged, yeah. right? Yeah, yeah re recently engaged. So su super pumped about that, and uh, fish officially moved in with the with the fiance. Um, Got to stop saying girlfriend. Yeah, but, uh, <laughs> just still getting used to that. But uh, yeah, no, it's been it's been great. So the West oh, Village spot on. is the West Village spot's no more. No, it's still there. Technically, my uh, my bed is the only thing left in my room right now, and I'm <laughs> paying an absurd amount of rent still. Uh, but uh, luckily. Got one more month of that, and Rafa's staying, and someone else is taking my room, so I'll I'll, I'll be out of that that shithole now. Well, walk us through. Give me the play-by-play uh, of -play the proposal plan, and then we can actually get onto the good stuff. Not that I care. It's just you know, love wins. We're, we're so uh, yeah. So she she's a Jersey girl. Uh, tough. Okay. Tough so start. She, she, her, 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 her folks got a place down at the uh, the shore in uh, Seagirt, so. Um, after, uh, after our Baltimore game, um, when we, who do we play this year? Oh, it was the Redwoods. Um, it was another, another one goal win over the Redwoods. Um, and, uh, <laughs> we drove, we drove up, uh, I drove up after the game actually with coach Staggs. He's, he's got a uh, beach house in uh, Point Pleasant. So he dropped me off, um, woke up the next morning. I think I slept maybe two hours that night. Um, and, uh, I was, uh, I was ready to rock and roll. So we, we usually go into town, grab breakfast, coffee, and, uh, I had the ring in my, uh, my back pocket. And there was a couple spots where I think she thought it could potentially happen. And then, uh, um, her, her mom and sister had texted me the night before saying, Hey, we could uh, potentially get these seashells that can spell out, uh, Maureen, will you marry me type thing? So, uh. We, we laid those out on the front lawn when I left and uh, when we came back, she saw it and uh, got down on the knee and uh, proposed. But I mean, I'll tell you what, the worst thing was I had some serious turf burn from the night before uh, and I was really contemplating which knee I was going to bend. And I, I was always in my head was bending the right knee and uh, that was where all the bad turf burn was. So I just sucked it up at that point and uh, <laughs> Took the took the knee on the on the bad one, so uh, but it, it all worked out. Heroic. Obviously, she said yes, so it uh, it was a great day. There you go. Congratulations. Oh, how much are you touching the ring? Like, how much are you playing around with it while you're walking around? Just like making sure it's still there and shit. Yeah, uh, well, it's a definitely a huge investment, um, <laughs> and uh, I was really I actually still need to get that insured, so um, I gotta. <laughs> I'm, I'm always always checking it out. Pr proud of my work. 
Yeah, all that. And then she says no. So, okay, congrats on her saying yes. That's a big, that's a big win for everyone. So congratulations yep. on that. Appreciate that. All right. Well, now that we got uh, by far what's going to be your most enjoyable part of this interview out of the way, um, you had a really unique experience growing up. So you're from Long Island and you went to Chaminade. How did you get into lacrosse? It's just so rare to see a guy like that have a level of success. <laughs> Well, surprisingly enough, the town that I grew up in uh, only got lacrosse a few years ago. So, uh, so I played played in the neighboring town that uh, Evan knows very well, Mineola, uh, growing up. And I was I was a tall, lanky midfielder uh, until I got to ninth grade um, when, when I went to Chaminade and basically uh, went through all tryouts and coaches were like, you're going to be at best a fourth line midfielder um, behind all the Manhasset and garden city kids who uh, went to Chaminade. Uh, oh, scumbags. <laughs> there. Yep. And most of them didn't really pan out. So, um, so <laughs> the, uh, the, the coaches, uh, one of the coaches, I play, I played hoops too. So they were like, you know what, let's try to get this kid a long pole. We, they were looking for some, some more defensemen. And then, uh, I was kind of iffy back and forth and I was like, you know what, fuck it, go for it. So, uh, started playing defense and probably took me about two years to figure out how to throw an overpass, but, uh, it's, uh, it, it all worked out and, uh, and kind of full head of steam from there. But yeah, I mean, thank God recruiting was the way it was back then. Cause there was zero shot. I would have been, uh, been able to go to Maryland or, or had some of the looks I did um, with how it is today. So um, it was really only that Nike blue chip camp and a couple other, I think I ended up going up to, uh, I don't know if you guys remember four stars or something. It was up at Bryant. It was like some team. I actually played with Kellenberg one summer. Uh, <laughs> I, I was like the only, I was the only Chaminade kid on the team. And I was just trying to play some, play some lacrosse and they paired me up with the Kellenberg team. And, uh, and that's where I had my, my first locker box and got my head knocked in. Uh, oh, bullshit. At, at you probably kicked his ass and are playing the humble card. I, you, I wish you could see how I looked like in high school. I mean, I was like 6'3", 160. Uh, I was skinny and nothing to me. And, uh, yeah, I was, I didn't have much to me in, in high school, but, uh, God, I wish I was right. there. I would have shoved you in a locker. What so okay? I hate to ask because this is going to go down this fucking Long Island rabbit hole that we always do. So, what town are you from that's on Long Island that doesn't have lacrosse until semi recently? So technically, my address is Westbury, but the town wow. I'm from is Carpolis. The truth comes out. Evan is Carpolis. Oh, you're from Carl Place. Yeah, so that's that's where I would have went to high school. Uh, so. <laughs> I don't know. I'm gonna stop hanging out with you. Uh, <laughs> Dude, I love what you said. I, I don't think I've spent like more than 10 minutes in Mineola either. Were you were yeah. you right? Were you into lacrosse right away, or was it like kind of just a whatever? Nah, kind of, I, like it wasn't I, play, I played baseball too. Um until sixth grade. I played lacrosse and baseball. So I was one of those kids that just played everything and um it was uh it, it was fun. I never I never really had video games growing up. I kind of just went outside and did whatever i tried the hockey thing too but definitely was not for me i was just way too tall for blades uh, really I, yeah huh. i always tell did, people did not, you should be in the nhl i mean i wish i i still don't know how to skate so uh <laughs> I, I, small that's something i gotta work on yeah so <laughs> yeah but you yeah, don't nah, skate to be in the nhl you're fine <laughs> fuck but uh yeah car plays finally 
joined with Wheatley. Um, so Wheatley is another small school. It's like, uh, um, how to say nicely. It's, uh, Shit that, was a, that was a 20 to one, old that, was a 20, that was a 20 to one, uh, game back in middle school. The yeah. Games. <laughs> so, so, so Wheatley didn't have football car place at football car place didn't have lacrosse. Wheatley had lacrosse. So they are now combined uh, for football and lacrosse. Uh, so that's, that's kind of the, the history of the public high school that I would have went to. Yeah. So they make it work. Did you play football growing up in yep. college? I, I, uh, <laughs> I, I was a all state receiver, uh, at Chaminade though. I will, I will oh, say that. Whoa. Oh, Nick. Okay. You get any looks for so, that? I, I, I had some looks, uh, a lot of one double a, but I, uh, I was already committed. So I never really pursued anything, but, uh, yeah, we were we were so bad though. We we'd always try to run the ball first three series, and then we'd be down twenty one nothing, and then we just have to pass all the time. So, and that's oh, how yeah. we'd get back in games. But uh, yeah, nah. all state, coach. and there you go, all state receiver. <laughs> there you go. You know, when you're down that much, you throw the ball so much, it's uh, you get your touches. So, are we gonna ask you like, oh, you know, I'm so glad the recruiting landscape what it was, you know, so I could commit to Maryland as a sophomore. Is that your story? Uh, so yeah, I mean, luckily, uh, (laughs) thank God I had a chance to commit as a sophomore. What an, you know, diamond. I mean, Nick, Nick, don't, don't forget you were a Terp for a hot sec. So that's Uh, right. Getting ready to talk about that. I'm actually don't even know. (laughs) He was, he was. And then he, uh, he bailed on us for the uh, the white collar guys at Notre Dame. So no, uh, I technically bailed on you for Air Force football to start, and then that didn't seem like it was very fun. And then I went white collar. There you go. You're the, you're the biggest flip flopper. I can't believe you give like shit to like TD and everything, and you you've committed to six schools. No, I didn't. I committed to <laughs> one and a half, kind of. <laughs> Hold on, right. I want hey, to uh, more so we'll we can dive in and contrast our recruiting story. Yeah, yeah. How did you end up in Maryland, Mike? Walk us through it. So I was, uh, I was looking at schools um, and uh, I just definitely tried the the Ivy league coming from Shawmad, you know, pretty much all the kids would go to Ivy league or Patriot league schools and uh, or Duke. That's really where predominantly all the, uh, all the Shawmad kids would go. And then uh, I was kind of the outcast when I decided to choose, choose Maryland. I also Definitely did not have the SAT grades uh, <laughs> to, to get into to Princeton and Harvard, but um, I, I looked at, I took a few visits to Harvard, and that's uh, that's where I got to know Coach Tillman and Coach Warren. Um, got to meet them through the process, and then Coach Tierney was still at Princeton when I was going through the process too, and absolutely loved him. He was awesome, but he obviously shipped out to Denver. But uh, yeah, those were that UNC, Notre Dame. I mean, Jerry, Jerry Burns, I remember. Uh, I had, a, I had a visit set up and I took my pre-SATs uh, and uh, I sent them over. He gives me a call and told me to cancel my trip that uh, my grades were not going to be good enough for Notre Dame. So uh, probably be best to, to look in a different direction. Um, so that's when I, that's when I, you know, kind of turned the page on Notre Dame and the Ivies and then took a visit. I actually took a visit down to Hopkins and sat in the office with, with uh, coach Petromala and uh he basically was like, all right, it's between you and this kid. Like you have the option to, uh, first one to commit gets the spot. And, uh, I mean, I just was not a huge fan of the campus and Baltimore in general. So continued down, uh, 95 to, to college park and 
um, found my way there. But I mean, I also had uh, my high school coach, uh, Jack Moran, his, his son, Ryan Moran was the, the assistant coach at Maryland at that time. Uh, when coach Cottle was there. Yeah. So that definitely kind of played a factor into it. He just come over from, from Navy. He took Copeland's spot when Copeland got the head coaching job at Fairfield. So, um, that's uh, I had kind of a mix of all those cats in the recruiting um, cycle, and then ultimately uh, decided on Maryland. So it was not not many many Chaminade guys, and I was one of my freshman year. I was one of three Long Island kids on the Maryland team. There was it was only Ryan Young, myself, and uh, this kid Greg Darienzo, who was my age. He was actually a uh, um, Franklin Square kid, if you can believe it. <laughs> That's where my mom's from, actually. Just watch your mouth. Don't talk bad about Franklin Square. So, yeah. Damn, I didn't know you. The odds were stacked against you. You were only one of three Long Island kids on your team. Fuck, man. Yeah, yeah. How how early? Like, were you sophomore or junior? No, I was a junior. I committed probably March, March of my junior year. Okay. So, were you you were recruited by Cottle? Did you commit to Cottle or Tillman? Uh, I committed to Cottle. I was a Cottle recruit. Yeah. So, yeah, T- Tillman, uh, Tillman came in that summer uh, of my freshman year. So I had all four years with, with Coach Tillman. And, uh, yeah, but I was a Cottle, a Dave Slavkoski, uh, who was a, one of the legendary defensive coaches. He was there forever, too. Um, and then uh, and Ryan Moran was there, too, who's then the head coach at UMBC now. All right, I feel like we had high school questions lined up, but I kind of want to just dive into like John Tillman's personality because I can't wait anymore. Like all we really do is like make fun of him for looking at the iPad and like just being super awkward. I want to get like, what's your first impression on him? I think it's interesting too. He didn't recruit you. Like give us a first impression. You recruited like some, me, Evan. What's not funny things about you? Yeah, so so Coach Tillman, he's uh, he, he's the best. I mean, I you really learn to appreciate him after uh after you graduate um and you you don't really realize like some of the stuff he's making you do and some of the stuff that's like he he tells you when you're at school and kind of going through it i mean you guys know it's like it's it's a freaking grind you're basically playing lax 24 7 and um i mean we used to work on riding and clearing probably for like an hour and uh it was more than half the practice sometimes. And it was, uh, I think that's why we cleared at 96% every season, but it's, uh, he, he, he was really, <laughs> well, not, not, not in the championship game this year. So that was a, that was a shit show. Um, but, uh, yeah, they, he, he was a, a lot of attention to detail. And, um, I mean, he's, He's definitely throws a lot of dad jokes. Uh, that's for sure. So a lot of, a lot of corny jokes, but he's, uh, he, he's really a great guy. I mean, obviously um, he, he gets a lot of shit for, for starting the trend with the iPad. Um, but you know, everyone's doing it now. So he's a trend starter. Was there a go-to like dad joke or like saying that you were just like, Oh my God, like at the end of an hour of writing and clearing, he'd like say something. You'd just be like, Oh my God, shut the fuck up or I'm going to quit. <laughs> I mean, it was definitely every coach uh, has one of those Art like coach Corrigan's one year. He like chooses every, like he just chooses like a theme for the year. And my sophomore year was uh, we're going to be fucking relentless about everything. We're like, all right, perfect. But then, you know, it's April 
and we're going through another hour writing clear practice. He's like, we're going to be fucking relentless about writing and clearing. And I'm like, oh my God, I'm going to, I'm going to fucking jump off a cliff here. What was coach Tillman's? Oh man. Um, Kyle Bernlar has got some really good uh, impersonations of, of coach Tillman. He, he, he dressed up as him for Halloween one year uh, when we were at school and carried around a clipboard and had, and, uh, and, and did pretty much all his impersonation. I can't think of, think of one off the top of my head, but that was, that was a pretty good one. Um, I mean, he, it was, it was so funny because it was like kind of polar opposites with coach Warren. Coach Warren was like, out of his mind he was he was nuts when he came i mean he was i'm sure you guys have seen videos i'm running up and he's down the, the georgetown he's a georgetown nuts. coach now yeah, yeah so yeah. he was the he was the defensive coordinator for two years when i was there but he was he was the man i mean he was probably one of the best coaches i ever had but uh yeah him and, him and coach tillman like definitely <laughs> balanced each other out um but we we watched a shit ton of film when i was there though it was uh we'd always we'd always joke because we'd always watch practice before and then uh or we'd watch film before practice and then we'd be <laughs> scheduled to go out to practice at like four so we'd get there at 1 30 for treatments and and get taped up and then you know you end up in the film room for an hour hour and a half and then you're like shit now i'm all tired and and tight and have to get loosened up again yeah. and going out to <laughs> practice for three hours and then next thing you know you're at the facility for eight hours but uh <laughs> he's uh no nah, he's definitely <laughs> coach tills has definitely uh grown as a coach and it's gotten a lot a lot better from what i've heard uh with, with managing the time with, with the guys uh at the facility but he uh yeah we we were very attention to detail now i mean that was back when the shot clock era so i don't know if you guys <laughs> remember the quarterfinal game with Lehigh, I think we held the ball for like four and a half minutes. You guys uh, were the kings of holding the ball. Finish the game. Yeah. So that no, was we, Maryland's we were, MO was holding the ball the whole fucking game. It was crazy. I mean, we we probably should have took a lot more opportunities because <laughs> uh we were good at face-offs, had a good goalie, had a good defense. So, you know, you were bound to get the ball back. But uh, you know, it's kind of the same MO as Notre Dame's uh offense back in the day. So <laughs> it's more of a, a lot of we're gonna beat you yeah. three to four and we're gonna be pumped about it yeah i have a i have a question about total rumor mill on tillman but like was he like crazy military type guy with like workouts or anything or is that just complete bullshit no not really i mean we had uh well he used to bring in I, i'm sure you guys heard the program um no so it, tell us because i've so heard he this ryan young for background ryan young's from manhasset and he's like when I was in like eighth grade, I thought he was the coolest person on the planet. And then we like heard like a rumor when Tillman came in that like Brian Young and all his friends hated coach Tillman because he made them do all these like military workouts where like swimming in a pool and sweatshirts and shit and things like that. But I'm sure it's not no, that extreme, that, but I'll let you take it away. The program. No, no, it definitely, it definitely was exactly like that. So there was these, uh, I love these that. Navy, these Navy SEALs uh, would come in basically. And I think we were probably like the guinea pigs for their program. And they'd go around to different um, sports teams and, and Coach Tills was, was good buddies with one of them. Um, and they obviously had this whole program and it was all about leadership and, and leading with the team. And um, so the first year, uh, we, we ended up full sweats with your sneakers on going into the pool. Um, and we realized pretty quick, there was a couple of kids that couldn't swim. So that was, on the football team where like literally half the team couldn't swim, like couldn't legit, couldn't tread water. And like, 
these program guys were like, everybody get in the fucking water. And like half the team was like, I'm not fucking doing it. Like we can't swim. <laughs> and they had to pivot and they were like, all right, everybody get into like as deep as you can go. And then we'll do the exercise. Did your whole team have to like, you know, did anybody oh, get in fucking danger? Cause there were some close calls when we had to do it. We, we were, uh, yeah, there was definitely some guys that had to jump back in to, to help some guys get to get to the side of the pool. But, uh, yeah, it was a lot of treading, like taking your sweatshirt off, putting it above your head, like stuff Reversing like that. And inside then, out. Uh, oh, yeah. And yeah, then, hey, dude, uh, I remember hearing all that. I can't honestly, believe it's the, real. The, wor- the worst part of the whole thing was getting out of the pool. Like you'd have to jump in and then you were so tired. Climbing out of the pool was like one of the hardest things to do. Um, and then you would, uh, you'd get on like the, the pool deck and then you were doing, I think it was like eight count bodybuilders and you had to be like on every single like point. And it was like, you, someone was leading and yelling out all the, <laughs> all the things to do. And you had to be like on it and you ended up with like one perfect jumping jack. And obviously there was always a few guys that would fuck that up. So, uh, you'd continue <laughs> get back, get back in the pool. We're doing it again. Like shit like that so um but yeah no nah, it was it was good you know i was more uh more for the stories afterwards than uh getting getting some stuff out of it so but it yeah. was uh it, it was good then you'd lose to some fat fuck crease attackman who hasn't worked out once in his life 100 <laughs> percent. yeah no nah, there, there was like there is there was one too i think it was my junior year where we ended up like it was in the weight room it wasn't as crazy as like years past and um it was just basically like a circuit in the weight room. And one of the like stations was one of the Navy SEALs guys, like they had like the helmets on and, and with the pads and you're basically in there like boxing with them and beating the shit out of them. And there was, there was a couple of guys on our team that, that are in the SEALs now that uh, <laughs> took it really serious and re- got really into it with those guys. So there is, uh, there's definitely some guys that loved it and others uh, didn't so um, it, was, it was it was definitely interesting i just picture That's rambo nice. showing up with like floaties and like all right. <laughs> i don't know why i'm picturing that but tillman looks like he's kind of jacked did he ever like get in there and mix it up with you guys in the weight room or anything like that he doesn't uh he doesn't really um he doesn't really lift or like work out that much but he keeps himself in great shape i mean he's uh He's he's down uh, he's down in Annapolis now, so he, uh, he he really loving the town's awesome down there, and he's he bought a sweet house on the water, and um, he's on the dock street every uh, night in Pussers. He's definitely uh, definitely well known around Annapolis, so everyone obviously knows who he is now. But he's uh, yeah, no, he's done very well for himself, and uh, I, I mean I've I've grown my relationship with him like post I, I was. I was one of the captains there. My grade wasn't probably the best in lacrosse. There was only a few of us that played. Um, so, like, I ended up having, like, growing, having a real great relationship with him. I mean, I just got stuck doing more of the, the dirty work and bitch work behind the scenes stuff. Um, so, I I had a really good relationship with him. Um, and, and some people didn't really understand <laughs> what he really wanted uh, from them and, uh, there was definitely some piece of shits that, uh, that were on the team. So we would always have to deal with those guys, but uh, we, we can get into that in a little bit. I want to just uh, touch on the 2011 team very briefly, because I feel like they had just like a lot of 
famous, like very memorable uh, players on the team. What was like that year? Like what was like the best part of that year? I guess going to the national championship, but just like dive into that year very briefly for a bit. So I, uh, that, that, that group was awesome. Um, I mean, obviously heading into school, we all heard of Ryan Young and Travis Reed and uh, some of the legendary off the field stories of Travis Reed and seven <laughs> and seven eleven and a scooter. So that's uh, that's that's obviously what we all kind of knew going into it. And uh, and those guys were like they were super close. I mean, that senior class there was tech, there was technically there were seventeen of them. I think there ended up being like twenty one or 22 those couple guys that came back for fifth years and um and they lived in this house off campus called the mansion and i think 20 guys actually lived in the house um so they it was definitely definitely a great year to come into um but i uh i mean those guys were awesome i mean ryan young's probably one of the most emotional passionate um just great guys to play with i mean he's he was such a great leader and that year obviously his his mother passed away um so it, it kind of brought um, a lot more to that group and, and made them a lot closer um with her battle with pancreatic cancer so um that that i think that happened like right before the acc tournament yeah. so we all headed back up to long island uh for the services and then we had, i think the next weekend we were down in the acc um tournament and we were playing uh kevin young uh ryan's twin brother at duke um so that, that was a really cool um experience just being around those guys and everyone just really rallied around him and th those guys were great i mean you had brian farrell um dan burns um like drew snyder was on that team yeah. drew snyder what was, was brian prom. farrell like brian was awesome man he was just a was he a weapon or was he like absolute weapon i mean he was he's massive i mean he's taller than me no, he's big, bigger like he than was, me yeah i mean he's like a he was like a six six two eighty i mean that might even be generous hell of a uh and it, he had the he had better six skills than our whole offense uh with the long pole but he was he was an absolute weapon uh um, but yeah that <laughs> that grade was insane. I mean, you, you had some guys that didn't play and then a lot of guys that did play. So, um, they, they were absolute weapons off the field too. And, uh, I mean, I just remember showing up like kind of a preppy kid from Chaminade who always wore college shirts and khakis and went to my first party at the mansion. And they're like, what the fuck are you wearing? And they ripped my college shirt and, uh, basically were like, don't ever wear this stuff out ever again. <laughs> you got any other good, like, additional quote unquote stories so, like that. So that year they were super into like deep V's. So like who had the deepest V and they were like super into that. So what they would do is obviously like we'd be at the house and like I mean I didn't own any V necks. Like I literally had college <laughs> shirts and like the regular like U shirts like with the polo or like a vineyard vine yeah. thing on them. <laughs> so we we we'd get down to the house like they would sometimes they'd call us being like, you have 10 minutes to get down here. Like every minute you're late, it's like a beer. You got a chugger where they'd make you like do, sprint a lap around the block. Um, so they, there's just little stuff like that. And then uh, we, it, it pretty much like every single night, we like the Fridays and Saturdays and some, sometimes during the week we'd go out. Uh, they were so into deep V's that basically everyone would just rip their shirts or they would rip the shirts for you. So I basically went home at Christmas with, no shirts left in my wardrobe and my mom's like 
what what do you want for Christmas? I'm like, I think I need to get some more shirts. I I, I don't really have any. And she was like, where'd they all go? I was like, ah, well, like had to explain to her how they all ripped. Um, <laughs> but uh, yeah, I mean, another like, <laughs> another good That's story. That's so stupid was, and funny. Holy shit. That's amazing. IV's deeper. <laughs> so, I, I mean, another, I mean, we obviously there's some legendary stories from Bentley's that uh, um, are just absolutely electric, but that place was I mean, it's 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 well, definitely a shithole. Explain to the people. Bentley's is, but yeah, let's dive in the post game. You're you're on a roll, so just take us. So through ben, it. ben Bentley's is the. Uh, I mean, there's like three bars in College Park. There's Looney's. people, people Looney's Cornerstone, and then there was when I had my freshman year. There was Turp and Turf, or not? No, it was Turtle. It was called Turtle, and that got shut down uh, the spring of my freshman year. They found like I don't know, like deep reap drugs and like like drugs all over the floor and shit so that place got shut down i think someone got stabbed uh, on the dance, dance <laughs> sorry. it was a, it was, a, it was a, yeah it's crazy place i mean it's basically just one huge room never step foot in there but i just heard yeah, a couple yeah, all my buddies when i heard about it that's where uh that's where all the underage kids would get in and then there was a place santa fe that got shut down that turned into terrapin and turf my senior year so that that was like the fourth bar technically, and that didn't open up to my senior year. But going back to, to Bentley's, it was basically Cornerstone and Bentley's, and they're right next to each other. And Bentley's is the the sports bar um, where pretty much all the athletes go to hang out. And uh, you definitely have some of the like certain frats and sororities uh, go there. And then some of the other frats and sororities go to Cornerstone. That's where, where they frequent at night. But um, we, uh, I mean, just kind of going back to, to our parties, basically what we would do is uh, we'd go around, collect five, 10 bucks from everyone. And then the seniors would run to to town hall it was called where, where you'd get the the beer and uh, they were called deals. So like you would, we'd probably come back. If it was a light night, we'd get 25 cases or 30 cases uh, of thirties of Natty light. And, uh, and basically all our it's parties, evolved. <laughs> our, our party, our parties literally just evolved around 21 cup. And I don't think we, unless guys had girlfriends, no girls were invited uh, to our parties. <laughs> it, 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 it was literally just guys, the guys lacrosse team, and uh, we, we'd surround ourselves on the table uh, playing 21 Cup. And uh, we have our very strict rules of 21 Cup. And, uh, and that was pretty much our night. I mean, we didn't, if you lost, like your night was ruined, like you'd be pissed. <laughs> and, uh it's it, we we had some mixers sometimes with, with some sororities and they just they hated it because we would just stand around the pong table <laughs> and not not talk to a single girl so uh they uh they, they really stopped having those mixers with us but uh yeah so we basically just kind of hang out at the houses play pong and then we'd head down to bentley's um and then rip it up to bentley's to 2 30 in the morning and uh the place place is just electric we had kind of had our own corner uh and you know it was <laughs> it would end up being full of pee and throw up and <laughs> just shit all over the floor by the end of the night and i mean we you literally had to have bar shoes like i mean no one really cared about what shoes you wore except your bar shoes and uh, they were covered in throw up and piss every night and you leave them outside your door and uh, that's kind of <laughs> that's kind of how bentley's rolled uh until they <laughs> Go to like four, that's it. <laughs> yeah, so it was uh, – no, obviously uh, Scott Van Pelt is a big fan of Bentley's and 
RJ Bentley's is, uh, is, is, is one of the best spots. And it's honestly, when we're ever in town, you go grab a beer there and head over to head over to the field for a game, but it's, uh, yeah, no, nah, it's, it's, a, it's a great spot. A lot of memories there and a lot of, a lot of crazy things. And, uh, but yeah, no, nah, it's, it's, it's a spot where the men's lacrosse team frequents very often. What, uh, who's the best 20, who was the best 21 player when you were there? I Don't mean, say you, cause I know it's not you. I was I was I wasn't bad. Um, there there are a couple of, there were a couple of good teams. Um, it, it really depends who you partnered up with. Uh, like I I played a lot with my buddy Ty Adelsberger. Um and then I'm trying to think who else played with us. I mean, it really kind of who were you like? Fuck, I don't play this guy. There's got to be someone. Uh, trying to think. I mean, the great above me. It was like the Bernhards, the uh, John Haas, and those guys. So Haas was actually was pretty good at punk, to believe it or not. Um, <laughs> so and then like you guys uh, obviously took it really seriously. Like, yeah, Haas was. Good. How I many mean, fights were there like per party over like a there, there, violation or? There are a ton of fights. I mean, it's like you, we, you'd also make the freshmen wrap the cups too. Like the <laughs> if you're on the table, like and the game was over. Well, we'd also play no racks, so. Um, but it, you can only rack, uh, obviously on the diamond and, and at the new games, the freshman would come and you have to play your five beers to fill them up. So it was, uh, it was, it was quite the, uh, quite the time. <laughs> hey, do you want to go lax house tonight? No, no, I think I'm good. <laughs> I, don't, I don't really want to go over there. <laughs> yeah. Strong, strong, strong pass for most of those guys. So you, but, won't, uh, you won't tell us who the best 21 cup player is. Who I'm, was like, I'm trying to, I'm trying to remember. Cause I, I I mean, I I can't even remember the last time I played Pong. So Char- Charlie Raffo was really into it. Uh, he's was, he was our face-off guy. And then uh, – I know. I whipped his ass a couple times. Oh, yeah? I jammed yeah. him. <laughs> not, jam, not in jam, 21 club. Not in 21. Yeah, he was pretty good. Uh, I'm trying to think like older guys. Uh, Snyder. Snyder was good. He was always on the Pong table. Um, I'm trying to think who else. Any like ringers? I yeah, mean, it was kind of who like, was like the who was the biggest weapon when you were there? If you're not going to give us the best 21 cup player, so one guy, buddy, or give us a my, actually give us a Mount Rushmore. My, it seems like my, you do a lot. <laughs> I mean, uh, I mean, obviously Travis Reed is definitely on on the Mount Rushmore of uh, <laughs> Mar- Maryland legends. Um, uh, Ryan Young too. I mean, Brian Farrell. Uh, Brian. <laughs> that whole class. Bri- <laughs> Brian, Brian, Brian Phipps was awesome too. Um, Dude, he's I mean, like the not... mayor of anywhere that he goes in Maryland. I went out with him Phipps. a couple like last Thanksgiving, and everybody fucking knows we got free crab cakes at Dock Street. I couldn't believe. It. <laughs> I mean, he's the mayor of Annapolis, but I mean his his brother Mike, who just took the Navy job, he's got his jersey up in uh, in Bentley's. So that's the big thing. It's like getting your jersey up in Bentley's. It's, it's all the legends of like Maryland athletics and. You have it. Uh, no, so lacrosse now it's like you got to either win the Torton or you got to win the Nash Championship to get up there. So uh, there's a lot of girls' jerseys up there, and uh, Rambo is up there. Uh, I think Jared Bernhardt's will go up. Connor, no, Connor Kelly's not up there. Jared Bernhardt, and then I'm sure Logan Wisnowskis will probably go up there too. So, uh, would you rather be in the uh, Bird Stadium Ring of Honor or jersey up at Bentley's? Jersey up at Bentley's, hundred <laughs> percent. Every time, but, but you don't uh, even have to like go there a lot. It's just if you're good at the sports, right? 
It's not like I, I mean, off field and on field. I mean, I know it's not if Logan's going up. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I, I, I don't know how much Logan uh, frequent Bentleys, but uh, <laughs> it was. Uh, yeah, you, de- you definitely want to have somewhat of a uh, an attachment to it. But yeah, no, it's 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 a holy sacred place in in the hearts of the Terps. So uh, it's uh, that, that's that's how we view it. Fuck, I want to go to Bentleys. I know. I kind of want to. I kind of want to go play 21 cup right now with 19 year olds. (laughs) Sounds like the ultimate bro. Uh, You mentioned the girls team. I'm curious, like how tight you guys were. Um, We were pretty close to them at at Q's, but you guys were both like really good the whole time. I'm just, were you like tight or was it more of just like a, Hey, what's up type deal? So they, they always hung out with us. Um, I mean, they, a couple guys that, um, had some relationships on the team dated when they were there. A couple of them actually, they got married now. Um, but they, it was kind of like, they'd come to some of our events. Um, obviously in the fall, we hung out with them a lot, a lot of tailgates together. Um, so it was kind of de- really dependent on the de- on the year and like who was there. So, um, it was like kind of a hot and cold relationship with the, with the girls team. Um, but I mean, they were awesome when we were there. I think they won, two NAS championships or three when I was there, but I mean, they were in the championship final four every year. Um, and they were, they were freaking good. So would you, would you root against them when you guys got knocked out and they were playing in the national championship? Uh, so we, I mean, obviously <laughs> I never won. I, I never won one when we were there, but no, nah, we don't, we'd always root for them, but they would, they, I think it was twice when we got knocked out and, uh, they had won, obviously they'd won when we were there. So, they were just partying in their uniforms for like three straight days and, uh, and going nuts at the bar and, and at the house party. So, I mean, we were literally the only ones on campus still, yeah. um, back, back when that would happen. I mean, honestly, those were probably the best two weeks. Uh, just, I mean, it was, school like, was over strictly lacrosse and just kind of hanging out. Yeah. It's that's great. sneaky. Like the number one reason to go to a school that's good at lacrosse is like, yeah, the clout, but when you get to be on campus and just running it, Number one reason. Number one always. Yeah, the cloud. cloud. That's why you commit to Maryland, decommit, and then commit to fifteen <laughs> different schools. Just connecting it. But yeah, yeah, we're, we're pretty... it's just you and the women's team on campus. It's the most fucking fun thing you'll ever do. There's nobody to get you in trouble, and no one's fucking with you. And you had that yeah. for what four years? Like, yeah, they no, were I sick, was, and you I mean, guys my, were good. Yeah, my junior year, we lost in the first round. Um, so that was, that was disappointing. (laughs) That was a fun night though, right? I just on the last episode said that one of the most fun nights I had out was when we lost to Bryant the first round because everyone was still on campus. Oh yeah, that was, uh, we would have played you guys in the quarters at Hofstra then. Um, but, but, but thank you for losing that game. That was nice. (laughs) And then, and then we got to lose the Nick in the final four. So that was fun. I actually, uh, okay. If we're, if we're going to talk about that final four game, are we going to talk about it? Yeah, let's talk about it. Go for Nico it. Let's, let's talk about I, some I lacrosse. Let's talk about dork. lacrosse. <laughs> no, no, no. We're talking about Nico Amato right now. I think he's a dork. I had like three months with him on the Bayhawks. And I'll never forget when he drove me from Pussers to the arena, he put on his own mixtape to get me excited for the game. He was clowning me on Twitter that like I would never score on him when I buried like a 15-yard shot on the run that he for sure should have had. I know he's probably your boy and you probably can't shit on him, but what's your take on Nico Amato and should I hate him as much as I do? 
I mean, Nico obviously is a very interesting cat. Um, love him, and he played in front of him for four years, so he uh, he still still hold a special place in my heart for him. But he, uh, he he's yeah. definitely one of the more delu- he's definitely more one of the delusional guys in, in the lacrosse world. But he's uh, he he's a good soul at heart, um, and obviously when we were at school, we were easily able to humble him and go back at him a lot and uh but yeah i mean he's, he's definitely an interesting cat so. dude he kept telling me about how uh if anybody deserved a shot in the nfl and the lacrosse community it was him instead of me and i was he, like first he, off i never fucking got close to a shot in the nfl i don't know what the fuck you're talking about and second <laughs> what off, position was he playing you're tiny like what are you talking about he would challenge everyone in basketball. He was, uh, he actually was pretty good. He's pretty good at basketball, um, <laughs> for, for, for who he is, but he's, he loves basketball. So. Well, Nick wasn't in the NBA, so. If Nick yeah. college basketball, yeah, just that. <laughs> <laughs> okay. I just, I had to get your take. Um, I'm trying to think if there's anyone else at Maryland that I hated. Um, I don't think so. I, I think the only reason why I don't like Maryland guys is why I don't like whip snakes guys. Cause you guys are all good at lacrosse and you guys are kind of like this weird, like, all right, we're going to be over here doing our own thing. We're not exactly an inviting group, but it's not because we don't like other people. It's just because we're fucking playing 21 cup, leave us alone. And it's like, <laughs> Hey guys, there are other people here. Notre Dame guys are kind of the same way. I feel so do you, do you not like that people shit on Maryland for that? No, I mean, it's, it's, there's a lot of us and obviously there's a lot of us playing. So uh, we've obviously always kind of like stuck together and that's kind of how it was at school too. We didn't, we didn't have too many friends outside of the team. So we, we, we kind of all stuck together, but yeah, 50 dudes around a palm table. <laughs> but uh, yeah, no, it was, it was, no, it's, I mean, obviously on the whip snakes, there's at one point, I think the first year there was 16 of us on the team um and i mean i think 15 of them dressed so i mean it was pretty it was pretty wild but i mean i'll I'll tell you what like being in new york city there's not a ton of maryland guys so i i've had to you know get a little uncomfortable and make some new friends um but it's uh i actually i mean i i i pre-covid i always i would hang out a lot of the nd boys um just with uh cavs one of my boys from home so he uh hung out was hanging out with near and clays and cole riccardi and, and that crew so oh, i got wow. to got got to know those boys really well and uh obviously it's a lot of my high school high school buddies that i went to shamanad with and I was, i'm really tight with the the kids a year younger than me um which is which is your year um i was like cav and clarkson and walt rooney i was gonna and say what, what year did you graduate again i graduated maryland in 14. Okay, so I'm one year younger than you. Yep. You're one yeah, year one year younger. younger. Everybody say that. Okay, got it. Yeah, dude. <laughs> Sorry. Yeah. Yeah. That's so, a good yeah, squad. I, I mean, Anytime roommate... you go out in New York with those guys, it's I mean, fuck. I feel like I see the same because I'm in like 15 different group chats with varying degrees of like Kavanaugh, Glaze, Near. I see the same fucking Snapchat like a hundred times. Every time I go, have you gone to Montauk with those guys yet? I know that that's Glazes and Riccardi's thing, and we accuse yeah, the Whip Snakes of being in Montauk every year, right? Right around the court. Honestly, my last time in Montauk was with Glaze, uh, Cav, and Cole. I think was was part of that crew. Um, that was probably two thousand 
19, I want to say that summer. Um, cause we, we had a, that's, uh, that's my talk summer ever. Yeah. Yeah. It, it, it was, that was it was the best awesome. talk summer ever. We, we had a, sh- we had a, sh- we had a share house and obviously we're a little bit older and could afford a little bit nicer house. And, uh, it, it definitely, the house we got was like vintage porn scene. It was just like green and teal, like everywhere. <laughs> I was like, it, it was, it was kind of crazy, but they, uh, yeah, we, we had a great summer. Uh, I only got two weekends out there. We had one bye week and then those, I think we played like a Friday night. So we were able to, yeah. took a red eye home and drove straight out there. Um, so it was, Montauk's a blast, but I, I haven't been out there in a while. So, and as you know, I'm a, I'm a Jersey Hello, Shore guy now, I guess. Yeah, that too. And I, I spend a lot of time at the shore. <laughs> You've been to Idaho ever? I've never been to the Montauk. <laughs> the Montauk. I heard they got good lakes out there. Good lakes. You, you'll have to come out and see, and then we'll rub it in Evan's face, the Idaho hater. I am. Yeah, I'm, in, I'm going to Park City next uh, night or in two weekends. So we're uh, we play Friday night out in Salt Lake, and uh, I'm gonna do uh, do the weekend in Park City. So I got a little fly fishing on the docket. Mm-hmm. Who's uh, who's the crew that you're doing that with? You staying out with a bunch of, I mean, a couple guys on the team, or nah, just me and the lady. So oh, uh, guy gets engaged yeah. once and forgets about his <laughs> just a weekend away. I threw it out there to see if anyone else wanted to, to join, but uh, nah, every, everyone's heading home. Yeah, good for them. So that's gonna does be it, a blast, though. Do you, does it piss? Does it piss off all your boys that uh, we all hate that everybody hates Maryland? No, nah, it's all right. I mean, it's, it comes with the territory, so it's uh, I mean, nice. I know you guys don't hate us at heart, so it's not it's not the the end of the world. But uh, I don't know. <laughs> it's, uh, it's it's a uh, no. I mean, in New York City, I mean, I lived with Charlie Raff and there was a couple other guys, Eric Parnon and um, Brian Young lived in the city for a little bit. I mean, you got Yateman, who's kind of half Notre Dame guy, but Terp, he's fucking Terp mostly. He's freaking massive. So Dude, I saw him this uh, last we, we weekend. Got... It's a joke. Like his laugh, like will echo to three different area codes. It's incredible. He is. Uh, he can. He can chat for sure. And he's. Uh, he's the man. We we definitely have had some good times in the city. And he's a pretty good golfer too. He freaking smacks the shit out of the ball. So. Dude, so. But, uh... Like I saw him last weekend because he was inducted into like the Hall of Fame. And I introduced like, hey, like here's Will Yateman's father, Dennis. He's going to be like introducing him. Dennis's speech was just like, Will's like, that, that, that is this thing on? Will's been fucking unbelievably good at everything he's ever done in his life. He just happened to like lacrosse was like pretty much the, the crux of his speech. Like he's crushed in real estate since retiring from the NFL he wanted to play, you know, lacrosse his whole life. Oh, and he's good at golfing and he has a sick life and a wife and all this shit. And I was like, what the fuck, man? Like, okay, good. He, he He's definitely doing life uh, the right way. And he's absolutely crushed everything he's done. So, I mean, if you he's ever get a, a chance to, I see him a decent amount. I mean, I, I work in real estate too. So I, I see him a decent amount. Um, I see in him the all industry the time. Kind of hanging out. He's a big Nyack guy, and yeah, he's always um, at Nyack. I don't say anything to but, him now. <laughs> if, you, if you get a chance to have a couple of beers with him, I mean, he's got some fantastic stories, and uh, I mean, he's just he's just a great guy in general. So, but uh, yeah, you got his wife is like the size of his leg. 
it's actually like she works out there too and they like walk next to each other it's like the funniest side by side you could get like small you definitely, <laughs> you definitely don't you definitely don't miss him when uh he's in the yeah. room so Full his presence dolphin, is felt dolphin's gear <laughs> yeah so um fuck i mean we went off script but this has been great uh <laughs> We haven't talked about lacrosse at all, which is totally fine. Those are the best interviews. (laughs) I mean, this is amazing. Uh, I am going to try to get back on track here. I kind of want to talk about the World Games a little bit because we haven't had anyone who's played in the World Games. Um, It was in in Israel when you were uh, in 2018, right? Yeah, so we were – the city was Netanya. Um, So we – it was – Famous tourist destination. Oh, yeah. So it was a – it was actually kind of – for me, it was – crazy experience i mean i i didn't really get the look um for for some of the exhibition games and um i kind of had to like beg coach rush to say like hey can i can i get a look um because he was coaching us down charlotte and um and he was he kind of vouched for me with with that coaching staff and then kind of got in the mix and um there was just a ton of training weekends and it was such a good good group of guys i mean that that team was definitely um a little bit on the older side. I mean, freaking 30 now. And I feel like I'm so old in, in the PLL. It's just so, they're so young now. And uh, I mean, with those guys, a lot of those guys retired kind of after the games um, or a couple of years after. Um, but that was kind of the crew I grew up playing around and got to know really well um, during the MLL days and early PLL. But yeah, I mean, that was, it was kind of a, it was a surreal kind of experience and moment going over there i mean i think the games were originally supposed to be in england um and then something happened where they got moved over to israel but i mean i would never have gone to israel my entire life if it wasn't for that and tel aviv is one of the coolest cities ever i mean it's it's kind of like a hybrid of new york city and miami just smacking in the beach um i mean you got some of the clubs and a lot of the bars and restaurants right on the beach and um a lot a lot to do and everyone just kind of hangs out by the by the beach but i mean going back to the lacrosse stuff it was uh it, it was it was great we stayed on a kibbutz um and for you guys that don't know what a kibbutz is it's yeah, like a uh, yeah what <laughs> said that so like nonchalantly a, uh, <laughs> it's like a it, it's a community where uh like families and um and a lot of religious people live and oh, they basically kibbutz. yeah kibbutz so yeah, you know they got they got their own bar they got their own barbershop. Uh, they got their own grocery store, their own pharmacy. They kind of got like, their own like dining hall basically where they eat. And um, so we, we stayed on that while everyone else stayed in nice hotels. So it kind of, kind of made the, the experience a unique one for us, but it was, uh, and they had like a hotel on that kibbutz that, uh, that we stayed in. Um, but yeah, no, I mean, it was honestly, it, it was probably for the best for us. And it was, it was such an awesome experience being there. And I mean, it was so freaking hot though. I mean, I, I think I lost, like, I mean, I usually, I usually play at a certain weight and I lost like 15 pounds just being there. Um, it was, was kind of crazy. It was just freaking hot all the time. And we, we'd have, I think we would, we played seven games in 10 days. So, um, you kind of go, we played Canada that first, or we played the Iroquois, the opening round. Um, and that was pretty cool. It was like kind of opening ceremony. Everyone come out with the flags. Everyone's in the stands, and we played in the main main stadium. Um, and then we were actually we were down for a little bit um, in that game, and then we kind of turned it on um, in the second half, and 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 got up pretty big on them. And then you, you play some of the 
the other games and obviously the big games Canada for the, for the round uh, in the pool play. And obviously that game, it's like at the end of the day, it's basically if, if you win that game, you get to play either Australia or someone else in the semifinals. Uh, and then the second and third, it's usually it's either us or, or Canada and you get to play um, the Iroquois nationals team. Um, but yeah, that's uh, that, that was, that was pretty cool. And I mean, the winning the gold medal was, was such an awesome experience. And, um, obviously Tommy Shribe scoring that goal at the end. It's, uh, I know a lot of people talk about it now, but Ned, Ned's, Ned's butt pick was, uh, will go down in history as the best pick ever. So, uh, <laughs> luckily, uh, we got Captain America using his indoor game to, to catch that and finish it. So, uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. it, it all worked great. out. So you beat the shit out of like every team except for Canada and the Iroquois. Who's the team that you like beat the shit out of? And then you're like, all right, you rascals, let's go get fucked up afterwards. Like there has to be like, I'm, I'm picturing like the Irish, the Italians, maybe the Australians. That's the we, dynamics. I'm really con- like curious. About. We didn't really, uh, we didn't really like because we were on the kibbutz, so like we didn't really get to like there was no mingle with any the other team. No, not at all. And like we were obviously <laughs> took it very serious, so like we we didn't really go out at all. So what? Uh, and, and like our off day, like we go see our families who are in town and like grab lunch with them. But I mean, we we didn't really do much. I mean, beginning of the trip, we went to go see some of the destination spots, but. uh it was uh, it, it, we, we honestly we didn't really do much uh, until after the games where uh, we we lit it up in Tel Aviv. Um, do you think which, that's which well? I definitely want to. I definitely want to dive into that. Do you think it was more of a product of where it was that you weren't doing that, or just because it was oh, like strictly de- business? Definitely. I mean, it, it's very religious over there too. So, and especially where we in were Israel in Israel, it is. Who would have known, right? Wow. <laughs> okay. They uh, where we were, like Natanya, which was like I think, it, I think it's like north of Tel Aviv. Uh, it's it's on the coast. It was uh, it was kind of like a like the suburbs, I would say. Um, and Tel Aviv's like New York City, and like Natanya's maybe like Westchester or uh, <laughs> I don't know, like Long Island or something. It was the suburbs, so there wasn't really much going on. Um, so trying trying to give you guys a little picture. Of, Thanks for breaking uh, that down. Gesture of Israel. Got the it. listeners okay. are going to really appreciate that one. Thanks for breaking it down. Uh, yeah. <laughs> so, uh, but yeah, so we uh, we spent pretty much all our time up there. Um, but yeah, it was it was it was a great time. Um, and obviously, uh, obviously, winning it made it even that much better. So it was it was good. Walk us through the uh, Tel Aviv, Sally. What what did you guys do? How long did you stay? So we actually, so there was it was probably one of the most religious uh, holidays or, or days that they that they uh, worship in Israel was that Sunday. So we had to play our uh, the championship game at ten a.m. Um, and cool. also like leading leading into that, uh, you weren't allowed to eat meat. So when we were on the kibbutz, cool. they. We, we basically had to eat at like 6 a.m. or 7 a.m. in the morning before the game. And obviously, you guys wanted like chicken and stuff, but like it was just very weird. So they had to prepare all that stuff kind of like behind closed doors and the night before. So, um, but yeah, we ended up we ended up going to um, to a bar in Natanya and uh, it was an Irish pub, actually. And uh, <laughs> we, uh, we 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 partied there straight from the stadium with all the families and friends that came in. Um, but that day, since it was like super uh, religious 
holiday, they weren't allowed to play music after sundown. So you literally couldn't really? like put a phone, you literally couldn't put a phone in music. So we were literally at the bar just hanging out with no music. So Did we you, ended like, up going singing? back. I mean, or was there like no, I mean, not even singing, no music? It, p- people were just pretty drunk and, uh, and and just happy. A lot of happy, uh, a lot of happy guys after after that fact. So they, I mean, we went back to the kibbutz and then took the bus into uh, into Tel Aviv and uh, and we ended up staying in Tel Aviv for a few days. A couple of guys flew out like the next day. Um, a few of us stayed for a few days, and uh, I think their days are kind of like their. Our Fridays are there Thursdays, um, I, from what I remember. So, like, the weekend kind of starts, like, Thursday, Fridays, they're Saturday. And then the, I think they start the workday Sunday. So, um, it was uh, – there wasn't, like, a ton of people out. And, obviously, it was, a, it was a holiday, a religious, like, ceremony. So, we just partied with no music on after sundown. So, <laughs> a lot, lot of hanging out. Uh, so, I – because – there was like a bus. I can't, I don't even remember. Was there like people driving golf carts along the highway? Was that a thing? I don't know. I don't, I don't remember that. <laughs> okay. It could, it could remember, have been. There easily I, could have been. Somebody from team USA told me like a long time ago, they were like, Oh my God, that post game after the Israel games was crazy. People had to drive golf carts for like 20 minutes along the highway, but yeah. that wasn't you. Cause I just remember thinking like, even when you're fucked up, that's still a ridiculous move. Yeah, I don't know if that would have been uh, cool if we were doing that. But, yeah, I mean, there was people, I mean, wee hours of the night on the beach, riding bikes all over the place. I mean, the place was was popping. Uh, I mean, it's Tel Aviv is a really, really cool city. Did you uh, – were you, like, feeling like you could have gotten an MVP of that? Or congrats, by the way, on your MVP award. Um, or were you, like, shocked after, after you got that? Honestly, I was still, like – more coming off the high of like winning a super tight game. And I mean, we played a shit ton of defense that game. I mean, I don't know if you guys really follow the international game, but it's, uh, it's, it's, it's kind of boring. Uh, it's, it's just very long possessions. And, um, if, especially if you're not winning faceoffs, you really value the ball. So, I mean, there was a couple of possessions in that game where we played defense for three to four minutes. Uh, I think there was one five minute possession too, where freaking Canada, subbed off their first line for their second line and had a whole nother possession <laughs> mid mid that first possession. So um, it was, <laughs> we were pretty exhausted and the game was obviously super early and we hit it pretty hard at that, the Irish pub after. Um, so guys were, were definitely pretty exhausted uh, towards the end of the night, but we kept it going. But yeah, I mean, I honestly like all those awards and winning the MVP, like kind of, it was it was all great and obviously great honor and uh it, it was it was a great tournament um i mean i was probably the best shape of my life that i ever was um going into that so it was uh it, it definitely a lot of a lot of work that went into it would you rather have a gold medal or the mvp definitely the gold medal Bullshit. you told me before <laughs> we started recording it was all about the mvp <laughs> there was uh i mean it was it, it was a nice uh it was a nice trophy that everyone was able to drink out of so that, that was a fun part too what happened to the world games when are they happening again wasn't it every two years before this no nah, so it was every four so it was like oh, kind of okay. like the world cup so it was uh it, so it's, it's, it's it happening this year. Year. 
Yeah, well, it's happening 2023. Yeah, San Diego Um, World Games 2023. I was getting a bunch of shit from the guys in the SEALs office. So listen, Mike, I know the fucking World Games are in 2023 in San Diego. Not you, Mike. Different Mike, sorry. (laughs) Yeah, yeah, no, they're they're there. So um, hopefully hopefully we'll be able to make that team again. And we're still going through the – the tryouts and the training roster now. So it's, uh, it's definitely a younger group than last go around. So it should be, should be exciting, but, uh, obviously Canada has gotten a lot better and the team that actually freaking scares me. And obviously people saw it in the, the sixes thing, Japan, yeah. Japan keeps yeah. getting better, man. I mean, they, <laughs> we played them in an exhibition game, San Antonio for again, when we were had like a USA event. And I mean, they, <laughs> they were like beating us at halftime. Um, <laughs> Like, they're they're good i mean they they've yeah. gotten so much better and i've been i actually have been over there a couple times and uh there was some good times uh back in my shrinking days um where i took some trips with those guys over and all those guys no nah, i went i went like a few years like before they did i went out with like matt gibson yeah. uh joey <laughs> joey sankey yeah. um much better crew yeah. <laughs> yeah it was it was it was a good crew we had a good time I feel like Matt Gibson might be like the number one person in lacrosse you'd want to go to Japan with. He would just like find of, his way to like the like most authentic time. Really engulfs himself in the culture there. And, yeah. Uh, and, and, <laughs> but oh. it's, I, <laughs> yeah, 100%. So, yeah, he is, he's definitely one of the more interesting guys in, in the uh, lacrosse world, but he, he's awesome. Another Shamanai guy, too. There you go. All right. God, I'm actually sorry. Before go we move on to something else, I'm kind of bummed that like you didn't take the time to get to party with anybody at the kaputs. Like you didn't invite well, we, Team Japan over to the fucking bars or something. That's a bummer. Like, you need to work on that next World Games. Kibbutz Which was I might tight be, uh, I might be commentating. <laughs> I don't want to count my chickens before they hatch, but if I'm the announcer, I'll facilitate all that. Don't you worry. For ESPN, right? <laughs> I don't like to talk about it, but depending on where the world streams are, we'll see if it's beneath my pay grade or not. Um, Love it. So now we'll we'll circle back and we'll quickly run through some MLL times and what a beautiful shit show that was before we go into the PLL. Um, I'm just curious, like two things, like your favorite highlight of like on-field career for the MLL and then your favorite post-game location scene party just when we ask favorite post game what comes to mind because mll was undefeated with its ability to manufacture a shit show so the the first two years uh were incredible because we i I got drafted to charlotte uh we had a super young team um there was a a lot of like recent college guys that had come out and they were an expansion team in the mll so it was kind of a kind of a shit show down there but we uh we, we had yeah. a great crew of guys and we were not good at all. We were, we were atrocious. So I, uh, my, fr- my first year, I, we went to the Dominican Republic uh, for a senior trip after, uh, after Maryland. So I missed like two weeks uh, of the MLL and then came in. And I don't think we won a game the rest of the season. So I, uh, I, I think it was like one of the, I don't it definitely wasn't the first year, but we had some characters on that team. It was like Josh Hawkins Mason Poli, um, Mike Sawyer, uh, who else? I mean, we had. I think Gittleman was our goalie at the time. <laughs> um, it was it was crazy. I mean, we had a crazy group. But the the second year was was probably 
it was it was memorable it was like you know his first year out in the real world you come back and uh definitely was not in the best shape uh you know coming out of into the second season and uh we were atrocious again i think we won two games so we were like two and 11 or something um so we were one of the last games in charlotte i think our practice we got rained out you'd always have the friday friday afternoon like rainstorms and thunderstorms so we we kind of got rained out and we were it was like three games left, two games left. And we were like, you know what, screw it. Like, let's just go have a good time. So the, the night before the the Friday night, we went to, uh, to Henry Lobb's house and had mm-hmm. basically partied, partied there all night. <laughs> and, uh, we were like, Oh, we'll just have a few beers. And then the next thing, you know, obviously we're kind of playing 21 cup. So. <laughs> yeah. Getting after it, so uh, you know the the next day. The next day was definitely interesting one, but I mean those those were the MOL days, and then uh, um, and then I think the last game of the year was basically like the toilet bowl game. It was us against the Bayhawks, and uh, it was literally for the first round pick. Uh, whoever won, I think whoever lost basically got the first round pick or something, uh-huh. something to along those lines, and uh, we. Uh, we we uh, pretty much all went out the night before, um, both teams, and uh, it, the game was just a complete shit show. I think it was like <laughs> both, both teams were on pace to break like the all time goal scored record like in a game. And I, I, th- I think it ended up being like twenty four to like twenty two or twenty one or something like that. We ended up losing, but uh, yeah, I mean Annapolis is. I, I miss. I, I really would love to be able to get down another weekend down there because Annapolis was. It's it's one of the best towns out there. I mean, it's it's so much fun. Um, but yeah, I mean, those were the dog days of the MLL, and <laughs> it's uh, we we didn't have a great team. And then the third year, Coach Stags came in, and uh, and and Coach Resch, and they kind of changed like the whole culture brought some new guys in we drafted some guys and um so we actually uh probably one draft pick we probably missed on was we 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 drafted dylan donahue over cav uh which yep. obviously didn't really pan out so Works good. Hey, um, thanks for that that was great for us yeah so we uh i think we we definitely Front missed office. on that one <laughs> yeah so uh but yeah that year was good because i mean it's definitely we had a new a lot more younger guys came in we had some guys that obviously had experience brought some new guys in and uh coach Staggs just obviously coached us up for once and uh and coach Russ having him around I mean coach Russ is awesome if you guys don't know him he's he's one of the one of the best guys in, in the lacrosse world and uh but yeah we we had a good run I mean we we're kind of decent actually you know who we had that year was bobby dubniak <laughs> he was uh he was part of our defense Dude, but, uh, he would like he's the only person i know who could stay like relevant enough that like coaches would still call him. like i'd be with him and he'd be like yeah i'm going to the like i'm playing for the lizards this weekend like somehow like three years removed from college but like still was getting calls like that one he, of the best high school high school recruits yeah. ever so, well who, who was, do you think who do you think was better you or him in high school Oh, definitely Bobby. I mean, Bobby was like, he was probably what is he, number two overall recruit, number one at, number at one, times. Yeah. But yeah, he, uh, Bobby was a stud. So, I mean, he, uh, yeah. So, I mean, he was part of that team. And with Ryan Brown, he was part of that team. Um, John Crawley, we ended up getting. We just had a lot of like young, good off the field guys too. And it was just, yeah. it, was, it, was, it was a good crew to be around. San- Sankey was, is an absolute weapon. He's awesome. Um, he's, he's the best. He's, He's awesome. Um, and who else do we have? Um, 
trying to think who else. Brett, Brett Schmidt is a uh, sleeper weapon off the field too. Um, he obviously he's a Terp and whip snake retired guy now but he was he was kind of the old head he lived down in charlotte he was kind of the oldest tenured on the team and uh so we he'd kind of take care of us when we were in town but uh yeah i mean charlotte's a great town you had the the epicenter which we called the epic center and it was just kind of like four four levels wow, of clever. like di- different bars you know so clever of us um Bobby but, came up uh, with that we, one. <laughs> <laughs> you know it was so we, we, we obviously we were all young, so we'd all kind of go out afterwards and rip it. And then a lot of guys would miss their flights, typical MLL stuff and, uh, or kind of limp to the airport the next morning. And, um, a lot of 6am, 7am flights where you just kind of roll right there. But, uh, yeah, I mean, we, obviously we used to frequent this one establishment, uh, where they had great breakfast and, uh, we, we would really go there after the bar to you know get our food and nutrition in and uh and get a good bite before before we'd head back home so usually we'd uh grab our bags back in the hotel and head straight to the airport when we get get back so but best breakfast in town god damn uh, yeah Charlotte's right. a good fucking town yeah i've never been still yeah this day. it's it's a it's a cool town um but that uh that that specialist establishment i uh unfortunately heard was uh closing um so for a new development so uh hopefully is your jersey, uh, is your jersey up there no 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 i we strictly went for the uh for the breakfast uh, yeah, best best french toast sticks and hash browns in in, in charlotte so um it was good damn pour one out for what's the name of it so, something uptown i think <laughs> or one out for something uptown all right well now i'm curious because i don't know what it's like uh winning a pll championship i heard some wild stories about the chaos from this past year but i'm curious you have two under your belt what was the better post game 19 or 20 um obviously so, 19 i mean were... of covid yeah so i mean it was well i don't know i mean 20 for the 21 cup and like don't talk to anyone else so who knows what he's gonna say it was was uh yeah so i mean 20 20 was was honestly it was basically it was summer camp i mean you're away for three weeks at summer camp and uh it was a shit ton of lacrosse and by the end of it we were kind of i mean we were just mentally and physically exhausted i mean you you know very well it took it took a lot out of a lot of guys and um so that like i mean that was an early game too and we stayed at the facility drank a ton of beers everyone got super drunk um, you have to, you, had that, who snuck them in because you couldn't like go and buy beer um they provided it for us um so obviously someone was going out there uh grabbing it for us so we had to fucking then, bring uh, in like three like lacrosse bags filled with beer there so there wasn't going to be provided so we didn't even explore it so there was a there was a kid on the team i I will not name his name but he no longer is playing uh he's happily retired but he uh he did sneak out to uh to to definitely get some beers uh for for us no, no, no. I, I wish he was a, he's a, he was a whoop snake guy. Uh, but yeah, one of our, the kid, Brett Schmidt, who was on our team, he had a, uh, one of his best friends lived in, uh, lived in Salt Lake. So he would, uh, he was our beer run guy. So he would, uh, he'd drop everything off at the, the hotel doors for us and 
pretty much take take our uh, alcohol orders, and uh, we we actually drank a couple times during that that bubble because um, we had some pretty big breaks. I think we played you guys that first game, uh, and then we had like four days off, and then so a lot of guys got after after that. Yeah, I mean, but you're, li- you're literally just chilling in the hotel room. Like, yeah, what the I mean, fuck are we doing here? Chilling. Like, I'm talking exactly. shit on Twitter. I'm gonna have a beer, and we we would run poker <laughs> games every night. Yeah, I mean, you had a big bubble, so uh, you, you had a lot going on on social for that. Yeah. But uh, for the kid, for the kids, though, for the kids, because um, you guys, I remember you were the first team that would be like, "Yeah, like fucking get them to pay up, Ocello." I'm like, I don't even know who <laughs> those guys are. I just see them wearing whip snake shit. But thanks, fellas. Thanks. Are those guys, guys play twenty one cup. <laughs> yeah, yeah. You guys come over. I got have cups and balls. The the beef the beef in the lacrosse world is just so funny. I mean, it's. A lot, of, a lot of sensitive guys out there, and uh, no, no, not a lot of guys can take jokes. It's uh, it's funny how uh, how the lacrosse world is. So. Dude, the funny but, part uh, is like what how about many a... people oh, go legitimately ahead. hate the whip snakes. Like there, there are guys on the woods who I was talking to this weekend. They're like, "Fuck, man, the whip snakes won," and I'm like, <laughs> "Not even like you're not even playing them this weekend, dude. Like, relax." <laughs> So, I mean, hold it's, on. It's Evan, ask not... your questions before we just <laughs> blow each no, other. No, no, no. Go, go. My question can be asked later. First off, fuck you no. guys. Um, <laughs> I need your take on this, too. There's not a person that I would have liked to end my career less than Jeremy Sieverts. Was he just a shoo-in <laughs> oh, in your guys' locker room or what? He's, he's the nicest, nicest kid, uh, nicest guy. I mean, that he was, was so fucking brutal, dude. A bounce shot on the run that Timmy gets a piece of, and that ends wow. my career. Are you kidding me? I mean, just watching that bounce shot in slow motion is crazy. I mean, it's like it's it's not watching that thing go in. <laughs> I mean, it was uh, it was kind of the perfect perfect place bounce shot. But I mean, uh, Timmy had a tough time seeing bouncers that game and uh, worked in our favor. So. Dude, I so I fucking hate playing you guys because it like I don't know if you were reading my articles on Inside Lacrosse. No, you weren't. But I always <laughs> talk about like how okay, so we're playing the chaos. Let's just be ready to play against Canadian offense and we'll win. Like, oh, well, we're getting ready to play Atlas. Let's just watch Rabel Pinnell, Scotty Rogers, uh, Callum Robinson, and their defensive coach, the Syracuse guy, I can't remember, Rick Beardsley, and then they'll just implode. <laughs> And every time we get ready to play the whips, it's like, fuck, your guys' attack, offense, like midfield, face-offs dialed, wing plays dialed, defense and goalie. Like you had to play a perfect game. Do you guys walk in just knowing that you're the biggest dick in town and that you get to beat teams by one goal no matter what? No, nah, I mean, we – bullshit, we you'd say not. <laughs> I mean, it's very it's, – it's honestly like the recipe for success in this league is having good – Good goalie playing, winning faceoffs, and obviously Nards went off that tournament. Um, I mean, I think he was like close to eighty percent, which was just unreal. And and Kyle is, uh, I mean, if it wasn't for Blaze being unconscious the last three years, I mean, Kyle probably would would be the the top guy in people's mind. But he, uh, I mean, it's awesome having that. And obviously Zeddy. I mean, we weren't expecting to get Zeddy at f- at five in that expansion draft. Yeah, what the we had just. Fuck? We had just lost Connor Kelly, Drew Snyder, Ben Reeves, and Drenner, and we we're like shit. Like we lost actually a lot of offense because we protected most of the defensive guys, and uh, 
So, I mean, Zed kind of fell on our lap and luckily Brad Smith uh, turned out to be okay too. So um, that's yeah, just okay. <laughs> He's pretty good. Yeah. That's, yeah. A, fair, that's a fair take. <laughs> so uh, yeah, it, it kind of worked out in our favor, but yeah, I mean, obviously I think the 19 one was, was pretty cool too. It was just, there's a lot, there's a lot of guys involved oh, too. And where it was, was it? Of, that was DC or Philly? No, nah, that, that was Philly. Um, Philly. That's right. So we, we had a good time in Philly. Um, that's for sure. We obviously went to the PLLs thing and, um, I think you know, actually Connor Kelly broke the trophy that night. I mean, it wasn't anything crazy. Just, I think the glass just fell off. <laughs> it was like glued like two pieces together, but <laughs> I mean, that the thing fell off. I mean, it wasn't anything crazy. And then we, I, I don't even know, like, I didn't even know Philly had clubs or whatever. It's uh, definitely no New York, but it's, uh, they, they had, <laughs> yeah, uh, Philly has clubs. I, I, don't, I don't even know where we went or what it was called, but we all ended up there and, Obviously it was, it was a great time, great celebration, but, uh, yeah, it was, uh, I mean, it was nothing like, honestly, nothing crazy stories. I mean, obviously I heard some of the chaos stories from last year. Yeah. Yeah, our, ours, ours definitely don't compare to that. I mean, we got, we got a lot of reserve guys, uh, not a ton of social media guys. Uh, I mean, closet social media guys like nards and rambo is pretty active and i mean you'll, you'll probably learn a lot from him from his tweets so they're very uh they're, they're very ed- educational i would say so um, well what about you guys all like were clearly hammered it was like three it might have been the bubble the bubble oh uh, yeah that, that, that was and it was like three hours after you the clock hit zero and then all of a sudden you're all on twitter like chirping fucking like Dan Arestia about like saying that you guys are going to lose midway through the game. And you were tweeting at him too. <laughs> Did you wake Dan, up? Dan, Dan's an but, easy one to get after. So yeah. it's, but uh, you guys were easy. tweeting at anyone who was like rooting for the chaos or said like the chaos were going to win or something. You guys were on Twitter drunk yelling back at him. So did you wake up the next day? You're like, Oh fuck. Like this is pretty cringe. Or you're just like, fuck it. <laughs> There was definitely somewhere I was like, ah, shit, probably shouldn't have said that. Or like, <laughs> and they were like, <laughs> I'm pretty sure Nards was like drunk before we even got back in the locker room. And I know he, him and the, the face-off academy probably have some beef between their, the two face-off groups. But uh, it's like, it's like I said, the freaking lacrosse beef is just, it's, it's freaking awesome. classic because it's just every, everyone's so soft and can't take jokes yeah. are so sensitive and it's no. like i mean <laughs> it's like that's not true it's like you're hurting my feelings i mean it's just like there's a lot a lot of fake tough guys <laughs> dude why don't you become bad boy of twitter just start calling people out you know i, I learned I, I definitely learned my lesson with the social media stuff uh so i <laughs> I, I I stay away from it. <laughs> you learn your lesson. All right, let's hear a little bit a of lot. that. You don't have to go into a full lot, detail. Just a lot of un, unhappy people with uh, certain certain opinions on things, and it's uh, you know you're better off just keeping to yourself and and not really voicing it uh, over social media because you hear that Evan? some so, you can learn some something. people just some people just can't handle it, especially yeah. when it comes to politics. So it's. Uh, <laughs> You know, it's just better better off to say nothing. <laughs> there you go. That's my favorite okay, story, okay. though. I, I died, like, I think we tweeted, actually, like, the dude, like, Ed Helms in The Hangover waking up, and he's, like, putting his glasses on, and we're just, like, the West Things <laughs> checking Twitter the next day because you guys just went, like, scorched earth on Twitter. 
It was like everyone too. I was like, yeah. it was like I mean, you had to just be shit faced, all like sitting in your chair in your locker room, like fuck this guy. Directly <laughs> <laughs> off tweets. So, I mean, it was. I mean that that that's all. I think everyone was just they were so dehydrated and exhausted after the game. I mean, Ty Warner went to the airport and forgot all his gear in the locker room and had to come back because <laughs> I think he I think he was starting like med school and had to get back. So it was it was a good right. celebration. Huh? <laughs> Dr. Warner. So right, it's good hey, to have him back this year. That, yeah, fuck off. Uh here's a question. What's the first thing that you would change about the PLL if you could? Hmm. I mean, I would love to have more guys on the roster. I mean, that's something I'm a big advocate about. <laughs> I mean better shape. Yeah, you know, I I, I like having <laughs> Yeah, you know. <laughs> you know, I I'd love to see uh I'd love to see uh <laughs> fuck you guys. <laughs> yeah. um, I I I I think having uh I I personally like having more guys around, like getting some of the younger guys. Some of the younger kids are awesome. I mean, it's now I'm getting a little older. It's like living living through them, uh, and they're they're just some great dudes out there. So uh, I would like to have some more roster spots, and I'd like to get to some other cities. And um, and I mean, I, I honestly I hope it takes off. And I think the ESPN deal has been great, and uh, definitely a lot more exposure. And we just got to find cities? some way to. get I would love to get down to Annapolis. I mean, it's or you know, you can go to go to College oh, way, Park. Way to mix it up. For what <laughs> get the Bentleys. <laughs> you can go to Bentleys. You know, it's right down the block. Uh, <laughs> I I think getting to Annapolis and playing that uh, at the Naval Academy would be pretty freaking sweet again. Um, I think we should get rid of Austria. Uh, I don't I don't think we should go back there. I mean, even though I'm from Long Island, it makes my life easier, but. It's uh, the Long Island kids are spoiled with lacrosse. It's uh, it's some of these other cities that we go to are just awesome crowds and the kids freaking love it. But uh, I'm trying to think where else. I mean, getting out west is going to be cool. I think Seattle is going to be awesome. I'll see you there. I'm pumped. Let's go. Hopefully we'll know. Next on tour. We're getting ready to do our merch launch for the PLL Nationals private investigator. I was <laughs> all fired up about that. So we're pumped about it. You better buy a shirt, I'll so- by the way. I'll, so- I'll support that course. Don't worry. Send me an idea yeah, for I, I just we'll bought a sweatshirt. The They're great. Oh. You, you need some design ideas? Uh, that actually might be a good bit. Hey, send us a design idea and we'll have it up in the store. Nice. That's a good idea. Yeah, then they have I to. Know. I mean, that's a great idea. Support it. Yeah. yeah. I'll, I'll look into that. Out there. there you go. If you come up with anything, Mike, just let us know. I'll let you guys know. Okay, I'll keep it. I'll keep it on the top of my head. So. Who is your least favorite person in the PLL? Personality-wise, let's take the field. Yeah, like literally least favorite person. Oh, man. Everybody oh. in the PLL is invited to your wedding except. Wow. Hold on. I got I'm like going through the rosters. I'm trying to think. Um, fuck. I mean. The archers, man. I you can probably that whole team. <laughs> <laughs> Everybody in the archers. Yeah, That's yeah. We could we could just we, we know who you're talking about. It's fine. You don't have to say their names. <laughs> <laughs> Except for Tom, you know. Tom's Tom's yeah. a good guy. Yeah, yeah. So, he gets they're, they're, Tom's a there's some know, good, I'm not sold that Tom's a good guy. There's some good eggs on that team, though. There's definitely some good guys. But uh 
it's obviously everyone's most hated team. So <laughs> I, I right. honestly, I like, I like pretty much every other team. I mean, it's, uh, it's, sounds like they the all Redwood, hate you though. Yeah, I know. The Redwoods are good guys. I mean, I like them, but it, I feel bad. I feel bad for them. So. <laughs> All right. Well, I think, uh, Nick, you got anything else? I think that was, I mean, we just did another hour and a half rip. We've been crushing yeah. the interviews. <laughs> um, we actually haven't asked this in a while, but any causes you're going for, anything that we can promote on your end? Um, I don't know if what was said in the chat, if there's, if there's an <laughs> angle there, um, but just curious if there's anything that we can promote because we're going to encourage you to be a social media guy. I know you're kind of not that guy and you got in trouble, but we're going to use this episode to get you get you to become the face of the PLL. And what cause can we promote behind it? Uh, so I, I I stay pretty involved in the Lead the Way um, Foundation, which is uh, the Jimmy Regan. Um, so it, it supports the Army Rangers who um, who, who got wounded or, or hurt or dealing with issues from from overseas, and um, so that that's a big big group that I, I stay a part of. And then um, I'm involved in a lot of the inner city programs here with, with Bronx lacrosse being one Dan Leventhal runs a great program. And um, so I've been pretty involved in that and uh, city city lacks uh, is, is another group. And um, so I've gotten, gotten pretty involved in some of those, some, some of those causes. And I mean, the kids are awesome. I mean, it's great seeing lacrosse expand, especially in New York city and um, in the, in the, in the boroughs too, and in, in Brooklyn and Bronx, and uh, with the Harlem, it, it's I mean, it's 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 just great to kind of see it. it. It was never huge in the city, and um, getting more kids involved and um, getting them on the field and then keeping them in the ca- classroom and something to look forward to every day. It, it's it's really something special. So um, those those are definitely some of the more causes that uh, that I stay pretty involved with. There you go. That was perfect. Social media guy. Three causes. Oh. Jeez. I mean, ask for one and he delivers three. What can this guy do? It's I'm sure I, I'm sure I'm leaving a couple out, but those, those, are, those are the ones nearest and dearest to my heart. All right. Well, uh, I think that wraps everything up. Thank you for coming on. This was awesome. Um, but yeah, thank right, you, Michael Earhart. Appreciate you guys having me. And uh, I, I got to run home go eat my sushi now so that the the, the fiance picked up for me <laughs> oh beautiful tell her we say hello sorry we kept you late and uh tell her we said congratulations yes thank you I'll, I'll be sure to let her know nick i'll see you in denver you're gonna be there uh no i'm gonna be in seattle all right all right, all right. I'll, love you we'll see you boys soon evan i'll see you at therapy <laughs> love you i said <laughs> see you guys okay love you bye Thank you very much to Mike Earhart for coming on. We really appreciate it. You are the man. Uh, as a reminder, promo code postgame30 on hangobi.com. Seriously, this is good stuff. Evan drinks it before every episode. It's really good. Um, and honestly, really good episode. We're getting back on track. Expect some merch announcements. Expect all kinds of fun shit. We're talking to a new sponsor. If you're still listening, I don't know why you are, but I appreciate it. We will see you next week. <laughs>